on this episode. I mean, Juan, not for nothing, you look like you're a paint job away from being a juggalo. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, if, if you just ran, if you just ran full force into uh, Ronald McDonald, man, you'd have a whole different career path. Probably. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pierce. And dang it, I am just like speech impediment guy today right now. Do My- you know who you are? <laughs> are you still you? It's How the coronavirus. <laughs> it is. Oh, Hi, my name is Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host. Sick one. Sick one. <laughs> On- I mean, I don't have the coronavirus. I kind of thought I did. I was kind of hoping because, like, I was thinking that would be suitable for me. I, I would be, <laughs> I would be okay going out with that. But because I'm only you're one, just like you're so well, down on yourself. Because like, it's like, I would be only of one. Course of course, like, I would get taken out by a virus that's that, killing everyone. Well, but it's so only even killed like six thousand. I'm not unique. <laughs> it's it's killed like six thousand. So I feel kind of special because that's a really low number for the panic. <laughs> That's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of interesting. Speaking of the panic and everything, yesterday morning I went to uh, Walmart and I was like, oh, I'm going to get some like sanitary. All I wanted was like one thing of sanitary, like Clorox bleach wipes. They were all gone. I figured they might be. So I just got some Clorox spray and some paper towels. Like all the toilet paper is gone. All the bottled water is gone. And I was like, okay, like toilet paper and water really isn't going to protect you from the coronavirus but the awesome thing about it was was there was nobody at walmart it was peaceful and quiet and i was like one of like maybe 15 people in there let's clarify even when walmart's full still nobody's at walmart Especially in Porter, Texas. It's like, have you ever seen anybody at Walmart and just gone like, oh shit, you're at Walmart? Like, been like pleasantly surprised that someone's at Walmart? Actually, funny story. Here in Texas, no. When I lived in California, there was, uh, I lived in a small community and it was like a thousand people in the community. And the nearest Walmart was like, 50 minutes away so i would run into people from my small community every couple months you know i'd say oh hey you know yeah. people that you knew but ever since i moved away from there it just doesn't happen <laughs> oh like I, I mean like i mean people of substance like, <laughs> <laughs> like like you just run into sylvester stallone <laughs> looking at car, looking at like car uh like uh, car mats car- <laughs> hey i got a coming yeah like looking at like hubcap accessories at Walmart. Hey, you no. know, you know, I got it. Here, it's always the guy on his cell phone that's like yelling at his wife or his girlfriend about something that doesn't make any sense, and he's pacing back and forth, and he's probably really cooked on meth. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, especially like Conroe Porter, especially like a uh, uh, New Caney. Yeah. If you go to Walmart, I mean, it's <laughs> it's sad. But still, it's common yeah. that you're going to see domestics pop off yeah. like on 15-minute cycles like it's a ride at Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. Here, here, everyone goes to Walmart. They all claim they don't. And then you're like, gotcha, bitch. I saw you. It's, yeah. it's 4 a.m. I saw your lazy eye, motherfucker. 
<laughs> there are things. <laughs> One of my best Walmart experiences was uh, I went, I bombed, I bombed my ass off at this show. It was a terrible showcase. Like other other comics did well. It wasn't it wasn't the audience. You couldn't blame yeah. circumstance. I just had a terrible set. And so I went to Walmart and I was like, nothing's going to fill this void in my soul except for cereal. <laughs> so I was like. <laughs> except for cereal. Except for cereal. That's the go-to. That's the go-to. Take me back to seven and Captain Crunch when the world makes sense. It's like a hug for so, mom. <laughs> so. <laughs> I go to Walmart and I get my Captain Crunch. I get my milk. I go to the front of the store and the store is on lockdown. It's like two in the morning. The store is on lockdown, but apparently these guys like try to like run out with a bunch of TVs. Yeah. Like you're just going to hold it under your arm like a trapper keeper and try to make. (laughs) (laughs) And so they've got these guys on the ground and uh, they, they got the store locked down to make sure that there's no one else with these three dudes. Yeah. So they're waiting for the cops to come to like investigate the situation. And so I ended up roasting these guys for 15 minutes <laughs> while they were face down on the tile of Walmart to the delight of everyone there. I'm going to let you know, I killed people. Oh. I, I, I killed for 15 minutes at Walmart roasting these dudes. <laughs> and I was like, that is this, a beautiful story, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this and Crunch Berries makes up for that terrible show. <laughs> it definitely would. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess you were correct, Juan. When like uh, the first or second, one of the first five podcasts, Juan shared with one of his Walmart stories, and it, I really do think the best stuff happens at Walmart between midnight and like five a.m. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the glass eye guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, oh, the best, the best. I, I went there with like a bunch of buddies in high school, and we went there. We used to go to Walmart all the time at like three in the morning because yeah. no cell phones, barely dial-up internet, nothing else to do. And so, uh, you know, the guy that rides around like the Zamboni, yeah. or, like the floor, the <laughs> yeah. floor guy, wait in the toy aisle until he starts to like cross that path and then just put like push out a toy stroller in front of him <laughs> and watch how much he panics. <laughs> you ever seen someone go full opposite lock on a, on a floor <laughs> polisher? It's the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme because <laughs> he probably didn't see you, and you know, probably after doing it a few times, they're probably like, "Here comes the stroller, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets, he gasses it, and he's going like three miles an hour trying to catch you because <laughs> you know he's lazy. He's not getting off that bitch. <laughs> It's nice to see I'm not the only person that thinks that way. Because when we recorded last, I, a listener had like sent in a voicemail saying that they had seen someone on like a ripstick with crutches, and Juan was like, "That's pretty bad." And I was like, "I would have just tripped him." And Juan's like, "That's so messed up." And I'm like, "He needs to learn." And I was so I'm not the only one that thinks like this. He's like, "You're like, already on crutches. What the hell?" <laughs> but you still need to learn your lesson. Oh. My sour old man kicked in so early in life, like <laughs> when those Healy shoes came out. Oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like twenty two and just wanting to throw sticks under the feet of children. I was like, <laughs> how dare you skate through the movie theater like it's normal, you villain? You know what's messed up? 
I fit in them fucking Healy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I got so pissed about it, I bought a pair. <laughs> Kid trying to roll past me. I was like, bitch, I'm faster. <laughs> I, got, I got gravity on my side. <laughs> Let's go downhill, Junior. <laughs> you have gravity? So you have your own, you are oh, your my, own source oh, of yeah, gravity. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Your, your mass has become so large. You well, I, I figured going downhill, they weigh like 60 pounds. I'm like 235. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to pull ahead. <laughs> polish off two pizzas, just put an orange in orbit around your gut. <laughs> Juan has another moon. <laughs> Spray down my heelys with Pam. <laughs> Let's go Griswolds, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a quality reference. <laughs> we haven't even done the social media yet, have we? No, I think we'll <laughs> forgo that for now and do it at the end. That's fine. This has been so good. Oh my um, god! So yeah, this is uh, this is actually take two of our interview with Chad Alexander, comedian Chad Alexander from the Houston area. Uh, yeah, we tried to do this last week, and yeah, it's recording, right, Juan? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> if seriously though, if I repeat that, I that's like a bullet to my own head. <laughs> yeah, like, if you repeat that, it's gonna be like, okay, we need to find somebody else to do this. With. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm sick and everything, but twice would be unacceptable. <laughs> What's gonna happen is I'm just gonna sit on the shitter at home and just record a bunch of nonsense and mail it in. Like, you guys piece this together. <laughs> it probably drive out just here fine. again. <laughs> it probably, yeah, it probably would work out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness this is already more fun than i was anticipating even oh yeah so speaking of what you had said before we hit the recording button uh since the coronavirus is the hot topic so this morning <laughs> going to walmart i sneeze because it's houston someone's like do you have COVID 19 no there's more pollen in the air than there is oxygen right now we live in houston yeah and i have yeah. real bad allergy problems it's like this for me, like four or five months out of the year. Well, how do you know? Um, because it's Houston. Like ever since I moved here, it's been like that. And so it's just, I think it's interesting. Like I understand like the, I understand the concern if you're someone who has a compromised immune system or if you're up there in age and you have some sort of health problems. But like I told someone, you know, again today, I was like, I wash my hands already like 30, 40 times a day. I'm just a very clean person. That's just how I've always been. And a, uh, it's interesting to me to see like people panicking. I, I always approach everything in, in life as like, let's find the balance in this situation. Let's like, it's bad to be like panicking and freaking out. Now I have 6,000 rolls of toilet paper and 27 cases of water. And then the other side, it's not smart to just be like, oh, well, it's not going to affect me. You know, it's it, you know, like the whole, I, there's a, I think there's a healthy balance of, I still need to live my life, but let me just live it in a different way of wash my hands war, more war. Wow. I am just on a roll today. <laughs> you know, like don't touch your face. Like I've, I have a lot of family and friends who are in the medical that field. Touch your face? No, yeah, okay. exactly. They come up and they're always <laughs> they touching my over, face. I'm like, like stop touch touching my face. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nurse. You should know better. <laughs> no but like they're all i'm like okay like i trust the people who actually have degrees in this i just really uh, feel bad for the racism that's been brought on for this whole thing for the asian people oh yeah, no. No, I, had friend, yeah. I had a friend today right yeah. sent me, she, go, she sent me pictures that she took 
of, yeah. of people glaring at her yeah. for being it's, Asian today. Like it's, it's she's like, bad. you will not believe this shit. And yeah. and like sent me the clips. I was like, that is such hate. I didn't even get it, right? I'm so oblivious. Yesterday, uh, I took Jazz in. I took a kid in and get a haircut. Next door was a nail place, right? Yeah. Jazz wanted to get a nail. Fine. Okay. So I sent her into the nail place. They like had to wake up. There was nobody going in. It was like they were in there sitting around a table drinking wine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> because nobody would come in. And I didn't even, didn't even dawn on me. Oh, nobody's going because they somehow think because they're Asian, they yeah. must have this. It's like this most ignorant shit. I've yeah. ever, these people work seven days a week for hardly any yeah. money. They're not yeah. traveling. What no, you- <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And I actually heard, like, I went to Katie Asian Town two weeks ago. Two got a, weeks got ago. Got a hell of a deal on those nails, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Two weeks ago, I went to Katie Asian Town to get, they have the, some of the best Asian food. So I went over there and somebody was like, you know, maybe we shouldn't go there because of the coronavirus. And I was like, what? That's ridiculous. And they're like, well, what if everybody there just got back from China? I was like, everybody there? I was like, come on. Like, I was like. It's bad enough that you know the Asian community as a whole organizes mass mass trips. Yeah, back, yeah, that's what it's, yeah, I mean. To China, pretty and, sure that you know entire families just booking in whole planes and just going over there, going to Wuhan and coming back every yeah. year. Right, yeah. it's like the first sure time like just, in American just to history. Step off, just to step off the plane, take three deep breaths, get <laughs> yeah. back on. You know, for the long loaded up time to go back. Let's go back and cough over all of our customers in the States. You know, for the (laughs) longest time, they weren't intimidating. They're little. Now everyone's like, oh shit, it's Asians. Run. (laughs) Now they're getting all gangster and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we talk about? You know, just so I can see your friend. Yeah. So I still went anyway. And I was like, you know, like I'm not for me. I felt bad because here's these people who haven't done anything like these people own small businesses here in America. They are going anywhere. They're working, like you said, seven days a week. Yeah, man. And they're trying to make a living. So I was like, I'm gonna go support these people because they have some of the best food in Houston. It's it's crazy to me, though, because I saw on uh, my Facebook. There was a, a restaurant, I'm not going to name the name, but if you want, you could probably figure it out, just search it. But there was a restaurant here in Houston where they said, uh, like five or six days ago, they said, any uh, apologies to all of our customers, but if anybody comes in and you appear to have any symptoms of a flu or cold, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And I was like, you might just lose all of your customers. Yeah. I was like, especially during allergy season, people are going to be seeing, like, it's out and everything is yellow and green because of the color of the pollen. So if you're just like sneeze, it must be the worst thing that my brain can come to. It was like, I would at least be like, if you're, if I was a restaurant owner, I would be, you know, having like you know, hand sanitizer at the entrance, hand sanitizer at all the tables. I would be doing things. But here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. And, and this is where like, I hate the fact that I read <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that I'm able to interpret like medical journals. No, it just makes you angry because you realize the stupidity. Yeah. It like the level, <sighs> I, it, it, you already get into this thing. I've already had to get into this, like with a lot of family, um, wash your hands. Yeah. That's, that's neat and all. Um, but the shit's airborne. Yeah. And if you're in within like six feet of someone that's carrying this, uh, for more than like five minutes, percentages are on the, are on the side of you getting it. Yeah. So it's not just hands. It's not just keeping your hands off your face. Um, it's, it's particulates in the air that are going to end up infecting you. Right. And they're also um, not, those viruses are not racist. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> overwhelming oh, oh yes, sorry you're please. white oh 
Yeah, like <laughs> still, still go, still go get food. Yeah, still go all that stuff. Like God, that I'm that gonna alone. go dine in Chinese tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> at least yeah. I know there won't probably be a line. Yeah, there, yeah, there won't be. Like I, like for me, it's like take common sense precautions, but I'm not gonna change like the the normal day to day thing of my life. There was a yesterday a client canceled a job for us and i was like you've already paid us the down payment no no we'll just wait till later i'm like okay that's fine so i'm hoping that it's not because of fear i'm hoping it's because of like the stock market thing and they're just waiting to see how their money situation plays out yeah yeah but i don't know i didn't feel like that would be appropriate to ask look don't there's there's i've already been accused of panicking Uh over this and it's like you're misunderstanding my level of concern yeah at this point (laughs) like I'm I I want it to be bullshit. Yeah. Because the thing that brings me the most joy is standing in a crowded room yeah. and telling jokes to people. Exactly. And so I don't want that to stop. Yeah. Um but on the other hand too, at least read the medical releases. Right. At least listen don't uh, listen to credible sources. doctors. Right. Not Drew Pinsky. <laughs> right. Uh like if you want to know how to rehab you know, Lindsay Lohan, listen to him. <laughs> exactly. But if you want to know about communicable diseases, there's better resources than Drew Pinsky. Yeah. Um, but the the number of celebrities uh coming on TV and trying to give you advice on this, like I know Jenny McCarthy convinced you to not vaccinate your kids. <laughs> but have a little better sense. Yeah. Why do they do that though? It's like they're like, hey, because people we're are get, stupid. They're gonna be yeah. like, this is why. Hey, we're gonna get a uh, Jaw Rule's opinion on this. Like, like yeah. that for the same about, reason. No one that, cares. Exactly. It's for the same reason that you know people believe anything like you know flat Earth theory or you know like li- space lizards stuff like that. It's it really people, shows who the weak ones are. I think it's just people have become so mistrustful of authority. That they'll just believe any cock and bull story now. It's like, well, I don't trust, you know. So then it's like, well, it, it's like the more ridiculous things become believable to them because they're like, well, you know, it's who knows, maybe it's mental illness. And plus, I don't like know. all the stories that get made for like Netflix are the extremes, right? You know, here we have like the next, like the next Netflix miniseries where it's like he murdered her with a swordfish, right? And it's it's. <laughs> So now you're like, oh shit! I'm looking for people that like, go. You go offshore. You fish for swordfish. Yeah, you're a murderer. That's what. You're a big game fisherman, are you? Guilty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. guilty. Exactly. <laughs> There's the next serial killer. But yeah, like chances are, so so we're coming off the back of a day today. Like in the last, the last 24 hours have been a freaking avalanche. So you had, um, the so let's go down the list: NBA, NHL. Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, uh, all canceled, all right. done. Uh, MotoGP. So I, I really like racing. Mm-hmm. I love auto sports. I love racing. MotoGP, which I was, I was getting ready to go to go see in Austin in two weeks, has canceled. Yeah. Um, they wow. had to cancel their first two races of the season. Who knows when their first, if any, race at all is going to happen this year? Formula One, which is my like Formula freakout sport. I love Formula One. I I mean I, I I obsess over the engineering and everything else. There are cars in the paddock in Australia right now. Yeah. That I don't think we're going to get to see race. No, the McLaren already pulled out. Yeah, McLaren pulled out. One of their engineers tested positive for the virus. Uh, you had four members of the Haas team 
that had symptoms, but they've since tested negative. But now you've got a standoff because of the regulation body for Formula One. Um, The insurance and the fees for these things are so insanely high. There's so much money on the line (coughs) that now you have a standoff between the FIA, which is the regulating body, and the Australian government because the first one to blink and say, we can't have this event, has to pay the insurance to the other one (laughs) to the tune of like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. So now you've got like this standoff and right now they're like, the last thing I read was like, they told the marshals that all events for Friday were still set to go uh, as normal. Yeah. That's. Well, I love that the mighty dollar at least pushes to some, some sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's the only time when pulling out is probably not a good idea in my opinion. Really? (laughs) But did you see like Mark, uh, Mark Cuban at the, at the game? They came over the loudspeaker. The game was ready to begin. Yeah. And the team owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, one of the most visible owners in the league, is like sitting in the front row. And they announced over the loudspeaker that the league has canceled the game. And that was the first he had heard of it. You're kidding me. Yeah. He heard about it like in the arena at the same time everyone else in the arena did. Oh, he was one angry man. Like the look on his face was like, what? Like he had to go. He had to go to like one of them underground rooms in the arena to go check out like what's going on. Oh, yeah, ay ay ay. It's just it's just interesting to me because like I like I obviously don't want people to die and I don't want people to get sick, but at the same time, it's like like I think the economic crash that's going on is going to be wind up wind up probably affecting more people and being worse for more people than actually getting sick for most people. Yeah, but if you look well, at the numbers, the total deaths is barely over six thousand worldwide. More people the death are- percentage, here's the thing. Here's the thing with a lot of these things. The, the, sometimes with these epidemics, death is usually not the worst part. Right. Um, if you take a look at what's going on in Italy, Italy is terrifying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have enough uh, healthcare providers. They don't have enough respirators. They don't have enough beds available. There's just not enough room in hospitals to, to treat everyone that's sick right now. And you don't want that to happen in the United States because we well, are way behind the ball way on behind, being able yeah. to handle this. I was going to tell you, we're not doing well here. Like where I'm at, you can't get your meds today. You may get them tomorrow because they can't even yeah. keep the supply up right now. You go into an urgent care right now, you're camping out. You are camping out. You go to a hospital, forget about it. Like, because I've had to take three or four family members into you know, urgent cares in the last couple of weeks. And as it got further along and further along, I had to go to like more obscure places, like, you know, to even get in. And I've seen some crazy shit. People going, like, getting super mad, people getting impatient, I'm shutting them down. I mean, my sister saw two guys getting a fist fight today. I mean, just like, it's crazy. It's like, it is amazing to me how Americans, it's like we lose the, the slightest abilities in our lives. And it seems like, unfortunately, as a general whole, we kind of just, don't do really well with any kind of real thing no, that's serious. At, at the heart of it, we are terrified, petty, small animals. Right. And, and we are the most spoiled of all of the, you know, group. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't tell me I'm not going to have to go paper to wipe my ass. That is first priority. Like, that's like the first thing to go out. Like, you know, not, you know, other things. It's just funny that that to me is a uh, number one. It's like, I could be sick and dying, but at least I'm going to have my choice of toilet paper. 
Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so American the, uh, of us. Yeah. Other places, they're like toilet paper. We don't even have toilet paper. <laughs> right. The scary part of all this is that you see, in times of crisis, you see, you sometimes you see a lot of great in mm-hmm. humanity, but you also see how fragile the shit is. Right. Um, like the the idea of society, um, works as long as we know there's something coming tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, but once you get like three days into something and nothing's coming, it gets sketchy. Yeah. It gets sketchy fast. And we have such a such a fragile, tenuous hold on civility that uh yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the what the re- I'm you, you try not to fear monger, you try to like believe right. the best in people. I'm I'm an optimist, but yeah. I am too, I'm but I'm not realistic. afraid of the coronavirus. I'm afraid of people's response to the fear of this thing. Exactly. Because yeah, people exactly. will rob, steal, kill for very little, I think, when they get scared. When people are scared, they go into that fight or flight. And there's a lot of people that just really shouldn't be in those yeah. situations. Yeah, and, and, and a lot so, of times, like... Uh, I'm scared of them, not the virus. I'm not afraid the virus is going to march up and rob my house in a few weeks when shit goes down. Because I, yeah. I have a well. <laughs> 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 right? That's the dickest thing. But it might taste like shit, people. But guess what? When the shit goes down, my water's still drinkable, and it <laughs> and it can't be yeah. tainted by whatever yours is tainted by. You know, so it's. But I mean that. So that was a but fear. If, but if I come, if I come to your land and I dip my taint in your well, <laughs> thank God it's got a big cap on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lowering myself sack first into the water, like just a little dip, just a little dip. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little Dan will do you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Didn't know we were going to get into that. <laughs> Had no idea I would utter a single song word today. Right? <laughs> Best part of waking up is Chad's taint in your cup. <laughs> Here come the balls, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. That bit was just too good. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, well, yeah. That, that was way too good. <laughs> what were we doing today? Were we doing anything? <laughs> no, actually. Oh, perfect. I, yeah, no. <laughs> we're trying to go back over what we went over last week, which is, Chad, how did you get into comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to make this sound not rehearsed. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard this question before. Yeah. Please tell us. We've never heard this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, my buddies talked me into uh, to going to an open mic night. Uh, I had a, a lot of friends that told me that I should give it a try. And I was like, you're stupid. Um, I, for for by and large, I'm the least to me in my consideration, mm. I'm the least funny in my peer group, in my group of friends. So, uh, they convinced me to go to this, uh, this open mic night just to watch. And I was hanging out there watching it. Uh, you see the first few comics go up and immediately that thing kicks off in your head where it's like, I can do that at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, my buddy, Nick, man, my buddy, Nick got on and, uh, I was like, wait, like you, when you have one of like your friends that you've, you've known for over a decade and you're like, wait, sh- you're doing this. And, um, you know, they give you the background on, uh, on how it goes and everything else. Like I went outside and had a conversation with him for a while and, 
uh, he kind of went over the highs and the lows and like what to expect. And mm. I was like, okay, well, let, let me give it a shot. And so uh, I wrote a quick set list on a note card and went up and did it. And and that was that was it. Um, I've always loved stand up. I've yeah. I mean, like for better or for worse, my mom. Uh, the first cassette tape I ever had was uh, Robin Williams live at the Met. Oh, awesome! I was young enough. I was young enough to listen to it through a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no. For real? That's no awesome. lie, dude. That's I'm awesome. seven years old listening to Robin Williams through a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> I just realized too. I was like, I referred to him as Dan, and then I just realized why. I know, but I realized why. Yeah, because every time you bring someone in, it's a tall white guy with no hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then in my in my defense like i have half of your heads yeah in yeah, the camera because yeah, yeah. it's oh, yeah. split so yeah. i was like wait a minute that isn't dan it's another oh that's chad i was like <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah yeah so oh, jesus yeah, yeah one, see, as you can tell one doesn't pay very close attention oh no I'm, well <laughs> aside from the fact that i can't see his damn thing i i just told i just i just i went to go read some mail like 20 minutes ago and i just went Oh, fuck it. I'm getting glasses. I can't do this. I can't see shit. <laughs> I really I look forward. I look forward to like the post coronavirus comedy world where like people take that as their first chance to go see stand up. <laughs> and it's like me, Dan, Corey Evans, Adam Radliff. <laughs> and like they just see the lineup. It's like the virus made them all look the same. <laughs> they start trying to have like scientific proof to like they're all there to the general area. It must be the water supply. <laughs> yeah right yeah right it's making all their hair fall out yeah no one leaked rogaine into the public water supply in houston that's for damn sure exactly yeah, and all they want to do is make people laugh uh. yeah right <laughs> it's so menacing <laughs> it's so how, how, night. i have a question for you that i didn't get to ask the first time i fucked up this recording uh <laughs> it's like when you established, like, maybe this was something you wanted to do, did you know right away? And then once you knew, like, did you, like, have a way to, like, make a plan? Did you talk to people? Like, how did you figure out where to go from that first spot? We never really had asked anyone that question. Oh, that's, that's the strange thing about Houston is as, as broad as the, as the Houston comedy community is, almost all the inroads to, like, performing and doing open mics is, like, a secret. Yeah, like you have to you have to find one to begin with, and then when you're there, you have to start asking comedians to like hopefully fill you in on where this happens elsewhere. That's so um, dope. Like, <laughs> yeah, but if you go to like Dallas, like they have a they have an app for it on the phone. It's called Mic Maps, and you oh. can just bring it up any night of the week, and it's like, oh, there's open mics happening <laughs> in these places, and they have all the instructions on like what time it starts, who to see, who the contact is, how do you sign up for it, and so like open mics. Like in a lot of other markets are way easier to find for comedy than mm -hmm. Houston. Like Houston, most of our, most of the information about comedy open mics is like held in a secret Facebook group that you have to apply to membership for. And it's not like really known. Like you have to have a comedian tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know, I didn't know it existed until like year two or three of me doing this. Oh, wow. Oh, so like it's deep in. Dude, that's like uh, skulls. <laughs> yeah 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 because i mean like it's it doesn't really I, I think a lot of houston comics just assume that if they see you at more than like two or three mics mm -hmm. that you just know yeah and so you got to get filled in on some of the information that you that just isn't talked about 
You know, or maybe it's just a way that people got to kind of like earn their stripes. You got to put your work in. They're not just going to let you in if you're not, you know, maybe willing to put enough work in. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there's a grizzled coach that's going to call you over and it's like, I like what you did at this bar. Let's see how you do over here, kid. No, it's got to be subtly that, though. It does. <laughs> at some point. There's a few of them like, well, should we let them know? It seems like it's okay. Yeah. I mean, like I, I generally applaud anyone that wants to like take on this pursuit mm -hmm. of comedy. Cause I'm, I just love comedy, but there are some that show up where you're like, you should stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I don't remember his name, but the second to last guy on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> And, see, and I don't like to say things about people like musicians or comics, but every once in a while, I'm just like, bro, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but no, like but think, no, but it is though. It's a profession and it's an art and there's a reason not everyone gets up and does this. Right. I mean, if you really think about it, I've talked about it before, but like one of the scariest things to most human beings is in high school when they finally get that class where they have to go up and speak even mm -hmm. for a couple minutes in front of everyone where it's just them. People mm -hmm. fucking fall apart. Okay, so this isn't like for everybody. Oh, that was me. 100%. That was me. But that doesn't, what I mean though is like, there's people, that's how you deal with that, right? There's people that can like muscle through it. Some people just won't, and they just literally will take like a bad grade. Yeah. But it's, it, but some, some people just like either their sense of humor is so obscure that it doesn't really get any laughs, or like if you're a musician, or you want to be a musician and you just don't really have any talent for it and you don't practice, but you want to play shows like, sorry, like nobody really, like you have to have some. Yeah. Ability, talent, ability, right. like, well, like a massive, a massive component of, uh, a massive component that's vital mm -hmm. for being a stand-up comic is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see in some people that, that go up these open mic nights, and it's like, oh, you you don't have that switch. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have that aspect that is able to honestly analyze yourself. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, it's just it's a rough five minutes to sit through. Yeah, we're like, oh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 funny because like what, I've what seen do you comedians mean by that? like do you mean like you like you're saying like they have like a false perception of themselves. Or maybe they have like too much pride to be doing that kind of thing. It's like, probably a combination of both. It's a combination of, of a lot of that. Like there's just no, there's no aspect of it. Like one of the main tools, and this is something I've done from day one. One of the main tools, if you want to get better at this is record every set, mm -hmm. go back and listen to it, force yourself to listen to it. And you're, if, if what you're doing on stage, like compare yourself to like the comics that you love. Like these are my idols. These, this is what I love. Mm -hmm. And if you sound it far away from from that you got to be able to listen to yourself and go like oh i don't sound like a comic yet yeah and do what you can to adjust to get closer to to when you listen to yourself you're like oh i sound like a comic like I, i'm making a punch I'm, it's a setup it's a punchline it's a bit it's a tag like you, you're 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 following the abcs of performing in this realm mm -hmm. um but you you see a lot of people where it's like oh i can tell immediately that you've never listened to your sets um, if you did, it was through the most opaque of rose colored glasses ever. Um, and there's just not a lot of, uh, capacity to really break down yourself in a critical way mm -hmm. that doesn't start like stepping on your ego. Yeah. Like that. You got to discard that ego immediately. 
Yeah, because I noticed a lot of the guys that are professionals that we talk to, like, they're saying, like, okay, I go up. They do the open mic so they can refine their work. They change it. They say it differently. They'll rephrase mm-hmm. it. They'll do it. So it's like, a, like it's like a work in progress. But what you're saying is, like, sometimes people have this way they do things, and there's no change. They just keep going up and repeating the same formula that's just not working and not, like, being aware enough to realize they need to do something different. And, oh, yeah. And have yeah, the yeah. humility to realize that, yeah, it's you. <laughs> Yeah, it it's, is. Me. it's me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like, yeah, some people like, probably just have too big of egos to be able to admit that I probably shouldn't be doing this. And then some people just aren't really good at assessing themselves. Like I'm I, I self assess myself way more than I should. So that's one thing that's kept me from doing open mics, because like when I write a script, when I write a song, whenever I do anything artistic, like when I paint, I'll like step back. I'm like, well, that's shit. Like everything I do is just automatically garbage. That's my son. And then like, and then somebody else comes to me and they're like, no, no, that's really good. And I'm like, nah, you're lying to me. Like, you're just trying to butter me up. But like, that's how I've been my whole life. Because then every, over as I've gotten older and matured more, I've gotten a little bit better at like suppressing that inner you know, dialogue in yeah. my brain. And I'm like, okay, I actually do have a talent at this and I can have some measure of confidence, but I need to not be overconfident. I need to be open to other people's input or other people's constructive criticism. Like, you know, there's going to be people out there that just want to slam you because they're jerks. But like sometimes people come by, hey, you know what? I saw this. Maybe you could work on this. I'm going to find this. I'm like, oh, hey, like I'm doing that with like one of my friends and she's an art teacher and I like show her my work and she's like, oh yeah, you could change this and do that. I'm like, hey, great. That's, that's input. That's what I want because yeah. I don't just want to do the same thing. Same thing when I was like learning music. I'm like now after like 20 years, I finally have some sort of confidence in guitar playing. <laughs> but it's like, but even now, like <laughs> I played with somebody not that long ago and I was like, oh, they're probably better than me and they've only been playing for like four or five years but they play like all the time, all the time, like yeah, yeah. every day and I play like, you know, a couple times a week and I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're way better than me. So then they're like, hey, do you know how to play this song? And I was like, yes, yeah. so we started playing it and they were really struggling with it. I'm like, this isn't even that hard. Then I was like, I'm not as bad as I think I am. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's okay to be confident. <laughs> and I mean, man, like I, I didn't really feel, I didn't really feel comfortable or, or have like any measure of confidence until like maybe about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. with this. So at that point, like I'm, I'm like three years in, three and a half years in or so, and uh, then things started to fall in line where it's like, oh, this is starting to make sense now. Like the comfort level starts to to come into play. Um, cause like I was always the dude that, um, like when you get called on to like read out loud in class, yeah. panic attack, yeah. freaking panic attack. When I did my, my public speaking classes and stuff in high school, just sheer terror, adrenaline drops, yeah. shaking my boots <laughs> off. And it's like, Oh, this can't continue. And then the bright idea that I'm going to get on stage and, and talk yeah like with with shit i made up yeah <laughs> with the goal of making people laugh i was like what am i doing like the like the first time i ever got on stage there was i had that point of of thinking that thought like three minutes in like what the fuck am i doing right now <laughs> and uh, it didn't hit me until like everything went really really well that first set and yeah. then like i got off stage it was a five minute open mic and just the adrenaline drop just punched me in the gut. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I can't breathe right now. Cause it's, it's feeling like, <laughs> like it hits so damn hard. But yeah, I, I spent like a year and a half just mm-hmm. having those adrenaline drop fight or flight. 
yeah. like panic attack kind of feelings on stage. But you did it though. That's amazing. Yeah, I just kept going to get because I had like that thing. Like I don't know. Like when my thirties kicked in, I started to have like these thoughts where it's like I've I've always been bad at this. This thing has always intimidated me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make this thing my bitch. Yeah. So it it was just confronting all these things like head on and just trying to make the best of it and trying to see if you can come out the other side with with something. Yeah, well, that shows a lot of personal growth, and that's actually really good. Like, you know, I've done that over the last, like, 10, 15 years myself, and that's that's a really cool thing to be like, oh, why did I let this, you know, make me feel so small before? You know, even if I'm not great at it, I can still confront these things. Yeah. I can still, you know, I don't always have to be afraid of, you know, stuff that's you know, seems like I used to hate public speaking and being up in front of people. Now it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Like, and, but that way I went, went other different avenue, you know, through like actual public speaking and then also through a lot of music performance. But now it's like, that's something that doesn't even like, I'll get like a little bit nervous, but it's not nerves as in scared. It's nerves as in anticipation and excitement. Yeah. 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 And um, so like, yeah, when, I think and, both and, of you guys got to that a little earlier than I did as far as men. Cause that's like, I remember having that same like thought with myself and being like, it was like a big turn of when you became like a better human being. Because mm-hmm. you realize, like, wait a minute, this is all circumstantial. It's on the outside. It's how I'm dealing with it. And even though this makes me uncomfortable, whatever it was, because for me, it's other things that would seem simple to other, you know, other people, but they're hard for me. And I realized, okay, it's just me. I, so I can, like, man this. Like, I don't want this shit to control me, right? Yeah. So, and then it was kind of like I had the same thing. Like, I'm just going to make this be my bitch. I'm going to get this through <laughs> and then fucking, and then I'm going to rock this shit, right? So, um. But until you have that, you're really not a man. Like, you're still like a well, kid yeah. floating around. You know what I mean? You're letting stuff. Uh, that's when you're when you're when you can realize that the outside it's you. You know, you can control how you deal with things. And I think that's why uh, you're both dealing so much better with this uh, virus. It's going around. <laughs> because, uh... <laughs> the only thing to fear is it's fear it's... itself. <laughs> but did I, that dude just cough? I, thought, uh, <laughs> I never believed in that, though. I was always had a natural fear of things. Sort of. Sort of? Like oh, yeah. bald white people? Oh, yeah. Horrifying right away. Uh, natu- <laughs> natural genetic fear. You know I only look for comics who are bald and white just to scare you. <laughs> Apparently there's no shortage. I... <laughs> this is your future, Juan. <laughs> this is your future. Here's the thing. I feel like <laughs> I feel like at some point I'm going to get, you know, I'll come there and meet a few of the guys. Yeah. And whatever, whoever's there. It's just going to look so awkward. Because <laughs> I'm literally physically the complete opposite. Yeah, of everybody else. Like, <laughs> it looks like a really bad cartoon. Yeah. Like they should have just stuck with them. No, they had to throw a little Pedro in there. Like that, that's what it's gonna look like. So. You're the uh, you're the Tetris block. That's the same shape and size, no matter which way you turn it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Cog. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's this amorphous block. That's the same thing, no matter where you turn it. Is- I'm from Denmark. <laughs> I don't know why it just seemed fitting. Oh my god, that was another pun. That was awesome. <laughs> it's like meet Juan, whose entire body is a series of ninety degree angles. <laughs> I saw that Dragon's all that Dragon Ball Z shit for like the first time. 
Like uh-huh. the cartoon, you know, like how he like they roll and then they smash into shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I was like designed for this shit. I was like, just <laughs> <laughs> took my arms and legs in and head it. You're done, son. I hit you. Oh, you put you put on a blue shirt and try that. You're, people are gonna be like, man, Sonic really let himself go. Do I start going to Comic Cons? <laughs> I'll finally oh. fit in. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing like just a really tubby out of breath Sonic the Hedgehog. Smoking? Yeah, right? Uh. <laughs> but, it, but sounding more like Krusty the Clown. Right, right. I hate this damn gig. Kids come up, I'm going to picture with Sonic. Go fuck yourself, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angry parents, you can't talk to my kids that way. My kids will be like, you talks like that to us all the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know why your kid's such a little bitch. <laughs> That'd be my James would be like, that's why I have crippling depression. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, and make sure you wash your dick hands on the way out. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so yeah, so, so yeah, so whenever time I see you guys, it's like it's another tall, friendly, mm-hmm. like educated. They're all educated too. What's up with every comic <laughs> like having like a four year degree? Like it's weird. I don't know. Well, oh. it must be the area you live in. I I don't know. I think there's also like I mean I don't know. I'm not a comic, but it doesn't seem to me that people who aren't educated would want to take that on. Like, it seems to me educated people would tend to have a bit more confidence and a bit more willingness to be like, oh, I can like take, you know, this aspect. I mean, not obviously not every comic is going to be that way, but. Well, there is a certain level of intelligence that thinking outside of the box, that creativity that comics have, that is a bit superhuman. That's why they do that. And that's why the rest of us go, oh, I get it. That was was genius. Did you get that? That's me. Because that's what I do. But he that's said the difference thing between about me and the thing that I like, but it was different. <laughs> and it was funny. So. <laughs> no, I, I can think of like a, a few comics. Like I can think of the names of a few comics who, uh, you know, after high school, they just went and did other things then became comics. But it's like, you know, everybody's different. It's not that way for everybody. Maybe that's just that that's all the people that I've met so far in Houston. But I don't know. Oh, that have had like careers or did something yeah. else and then came to comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. you said before, like a lot of comics they'll talk to each other, and other comics have told us like they'll even talk to each other even in the green room, all these things. But like they don't talk about their other job, like whatever they like regularly do. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do. I don't know, man. Like it's it's. I guess it's. I don't want to say it's like just old age and like I got that old man thing kicking in, but you see like a a comic that's like. 19 20 and by and large it's like what do you have to say <laughs> i've noticed so, there, it's, not, so it's not just me then because i feel that no, way too not, and i no. feel like am i being a crotchety old man maybe he's really talented like i try to be open but i'm thinking no you're 19 you're an idiot what the fuck so i was a an lot idiot. of a lot of com- stories that comics share references that they get for their jokes are stuff from like life experiences and the younger you are you haven't had as many life experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I don't know. It I I certainly don't want to like badmouth any comic that's attempting this. No. But uh 
you, it, it does seem like you have some catching up to do with like life experiences to mm-hmm. be able to get over that hump mm-hmm. to where you're willing to turn the camera inwards. Right. And, um, yeah, there's some comics that can great, that can make, you know, great observational, uh, jokes or they can, they can bank on topical and they're, they're really creative. Um, but man, I don't know. It, it's, it, it doesn't hit for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, that's well, isn't not anything. the nature of comedy too, is that it really is this usually this very long process. It takes years for people to build up these. I mean, with the internet, things are changing, but like prior, you know, say prior to the nineties, I mean, you had to put in a, you had to go to do that show at that club multiple times. You constantly be on the move to even get known. Right. So it's yeah. like you would put in years as a comic, as in a person and all the crazy shit that would happen to you. I mean, so by the time people made it, like say, really big all by the time anyone made it big think that even back to like robin williams um uh sam Kinsley, all these guys were like quite a bit older but then it was like they can appeal to such a large audience because they can make fun of who they were when they were 19 but they can also joke about what they were when they were 30 and then like you know what i mean so it's kind of like they have just like more weapons in the arsenal yeah yeah because um, of life experience I- I think there's a lot of shielding, like there's a lot of bravado that comes with youth um, that will that will keep people from really taking a risk mm-hmm. and really kind of turning the attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about like, hey, look at that thing over there. Isn't that stupid? Yeah. And um, it kind of when you watch them interact with an audience, it kind of whiffs. Like, it's like, oh, well, there's nothing like, how do we relate to you? Mm-hmm. Like, we all agree that we saw the same thing and it's stupid, but what, how does it relate to you? Right. right. It's like when the, when the, when the older comic makes some comment about like, you know, something that you've been through and sometimes like the, be- sometimes the funniest topics are dark topics, oh, right? Yeah. Because they hit you deep, right? So when they find something funny in that dark area, right, you fucking die. Cause it's like. You feel like, oh, he's been there. I know he's been there. They've been there because I, they wouldn't make that joke if they hadn't been down in that hole with, yeah. like, with me, right? So you feel like this connection, I would think, like, I know as, a, as an audience member who loves comedy, I mean, hardcore, that's the number one draw for me is when a comic, I feel like I connect with them because, like, they did something or had some experience or coming from an angle that I felt the same way, but I don't have the voice. And now I get to hear them voice basically what I, you know, really support, agree with, and, but they do it funny. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what and, I love. And I mean, and, and not, and to circle back, man, if you're trying comedy, God bless you. Um, if you're making an attempt to go up on stage and make a joke and take a risk and try to make this group of four people that are drunk and pissed <laughs> off at life at a bar and try to make them laugh, good on you, man, because to me, stand-up comedy is one of the most thankless art forms mm-hmm. one of the most it just goes as a as a granted um no one's willing to take a gamble on showing up and and watching mm-hmm. uh stand-up comedy with names they don't know mm-hmm. i mean people are people are still very risk averse to go into like a a comedy club and seeing a name they know mm-hmm. like they've seen this dude on netflix eight times and they're still not willing to put down 35 dollars yeah to go see the guy live because like we don't know it may not be good but <sighs> you know yeah. what's damning it too is the fact of the availability to it on the internet it's like why would you see their which show is one like- of the worst forms to me in my opinion in my opinion but that's what to a lot of people that netflix special to them that's that's the whole of comedy they've never had See, that's, that's why I really want this 
podcast to always reiterate, focus on that. That we're so supportive. They've never of comedy, seen things, but yeah, they've, they've never, never been seen. in the environment. You got to be in that right. room physically with that person. You know what I mean? I love being right front. You know, yeah. Up, I want to be spit on. I want to be picked on, singled out, <laughs> shit on, whatever. But if imagine, it gets a laugh, it gets a laugh. Right. Yeah. Imagine the imagine the legend. Imagine the story to be able to say I was at the comedy store the night Sam Kennison came in and pulled mm-hmm. his gun. Uh huh. Yeah. I just scared a lot of people off of going to comedy rooms. Right. But to, to think that you have that story to go see like a legend, man. Like I just hosted a show Tuesday at at Jive Bar. Um where I booked Victor Tran to headline. Mm-hmm. And I am so, I try not to get upset at people because they don't know. And mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't know when you watch a band in a bar and then 30 years later, they're Aerosmith. Right. You never know when those moments are going to happen. But when, like, take someone's word for it when they tell you, by the way, you're going to, this guy that you, that was just on the stage for 25 minutes trying to make you laugh mm-hmm. and you were talking over him and you were heckling him and you were talking shit. Um, Keep his name in mind because you're going to see him on Netflix. You're going to see him on Comedy Central. You're going to see him start popping up in shows. That's how much, like, I really believe in a lot of these comics, man. Like, they just get slept on a lot in Houston, a lot everywhere. Yeah. But you know, like, me in my heart, like, I know that some weak shit person is going to see their name pop up 10 years and they're going to go on Facebook and it's like, I saw this comic at a bar. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you talked over him and you, this guy isn't funny, but now you want to claim some, some credit <laughs> right. on, on social media that you were, you were there when it started. I have right. them when he sucked to help him get his act together. Yeah. yeah. Some <laughs> shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And the thing is like, I really, I always want people and want to promote people to go to see comedy. Because it's like anything else. When you're there, it's just it's a different thing. It's an experience. Then you're not just yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. get up and walk off to go to get popcorn. Like you know what I mean. You're, and it, to be to be in the room when I mean. I, and granted, I'm not painting a good picture of comedy. <laughs> 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 to be to, to be in the room when Bobby Lee is on stage and takes all his clothes off. <laughs> uh, we were talking like. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Or when Joey Diaz tells a story that you, you start, you hear it and you're like, that should get you arrested. Like that, that's a confession. I've heard, I've heard a couple of comics. I heard a comic in Dallas say a story where I was like, I turned around and I was like, where's the police? Yeah. I was like, this guy probably is going to get questioned by the cops. Yeah. And he didn't get any laughs. laughs. It's like, my, my, media, sounds- my media thought was like, well, I know if I ever do go up there, there's a few things I'm not going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. I love those moments where, uh, like I've seen Joey Diaz a couple of times live and I've seen a few other comics live where they, they're halfway through a story yeah. and they're just like, I can't believe I'm telling this right now. Like, don't please don't, record any of this yeah like i, I saw bobcat goldwaith uh-huh. and he like oh, 15 man. minutes into his set like it just the story started to come out uh-huh. and it time and time and time again he was just like i've never told this and please don't repeat this <laughs> he's like this is just one for us and he's like if i go to jail i know it's houston <laughs> because i haven't told these stories anywhere else and i don't know why i'm doing it but here we go 
But that's then, awesome, though. And then yeah. there's Pete Davidson, who just says everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I you're watched- saying, though. I would have loved to have been there the night Kennison uh, jumped on that guy's back and rode him like a horse. I think that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's really not amount of money I wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> like that's comedy but, but you say like a lot of people say, a lot of people have these moments mm-hmm. where they're like oh i was at this music festival and this thing happened mm-hmm. and it was the most amazing moment and no one really shares those things about comedy well see i guess we should rephrase that like i share those things like i'll tell the story yeah, about yeah, yeah. how like rich- i'm painting a very broad right. picture yeah, here and it's it not is, fair it's not it's not entirely fair like I know, like, it is correct. I know very few people who will even go to a comedy club. Like, for I, I'm inviting everyone I can to the funniest comic in Houston's tech uh, in Houston competition. Yeah. Last week I went, couldn't get anybody to go with me. I finally got some people to go with me. Not this weekend, but the following one. I'm like, you know, just come out and support these guys that I know. I'm like, these guys are funny people. They need your support. Yeah. Just please come. It's five bucks going. Dude, I can and- fly there for like one twenty. I'll come for a show. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and I mean, seriously. To me, like, yeah, we always say support, but I think support is maybe the wrong word because I think support implies that, um, in some respects, it implies that, yeah, come give these guys money because they're no good at it and they're not going to get any otherwise. But uh, yeah, I think there might need to be a better term that we can come up with yeah. for that. <laughs> but like, take take a gamble uh, for your own entertainment mm-hmm. and just give it a try. Yeah, because I mean, like, chances are you're gonna laugh. Yeah, I mean, your chances chances are on your side. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna see things like what I, are you what are you gonna you're gonna go to Benihana right. and watch the guy make the onion volcano again? Right. right. Like, come on, we yeah. got a new trick. Like, right. let's try you something. You can't new. even see a half a movie for five bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come and, on. Like, I the, I went to the first unbelievable stories at the Seeker Group. I will remember that for the rest of my life. I remember Rich Williams Rich, stories yeah. and then him just mocking Kuagenti for like five minutes. <laughs> that was some of the best comedy I have ever seen in my life. The when they were going at it with each other. Yeah. I I I was like leaning against the wall, crying, laughing. Like I will tell. Like I don't even remember. Like I remember like the gist of it, but I was like, that was one of those things where I'm like, man, I wish I had this on video because I would watch it again and again and yeah. again. And he just killed it that night. And I'm telling people, I'm like, have you seen this guy, Rich Williams? I'm like, no, you have to go see him. This guy is incredible. Yeah, he will make you laugh, guaranteed. <laughs> and those are the best nights. The the best nights for for comedy are when you got guys just working tens or working fifteens, mm-hmm. and they're just going up one after the other, and it's banging. The things you miss on Netflix, you miss that interaction between the host and the comic that comes up. Right. You miss those like callbacks between comics where you know Victor Tran references something that Grady Pruitt said right. three three acts ago. Right. I know, I love and that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's that momentum and that building on one another that makes for a great night. Yeah. And I mean, you're there five bucks for two hours. Yeah. That's a pretty damn good deal, That's man. A really good deal. Find and- something cheaper. I, I challenge you. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're entertained for that long. Yeah. And you're laughing. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm big on laughter because laughter always makes me feel better. When you're having a good time and you're laughing, generally you're in a good mood and you leave in a good mood. And usually like, you can get some alcohol. So for those of you who indulge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you get to meet great people there. Like 
the, the thing I love about like the secret group or the improv is like you can you you really like someone you can go up and chat with them for after the show or you can say hey, you know yeah. what you did a great job you know it's it's been awesome I've gotten to meet people like you Adam Dan Rich you know a bunch of other people and then you know through you guys I meet other people and it's really great to just be able to meet all these comics and then like you you know like you or Adam or Dan somebody hey you know check me out at this show or check out this other show you need to hear about this guy. And it builds from there. It's not like, oh, well, only come to my shows. No, you guys are always out there promoting each other. Yeah. And that's like the really cool thing. You know, you get to see. And you can name them, man. Like you can go down the list. If there's such a, a wealth of, of talent here in Houston, mm-hmm. um, if you don't know the name Roxy Hayes, mm-hmm. if you don't know Rich Williams, mm-hmm. if you don't know Zaduji, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know Grady Pruitt, Victor yeah. Tran, yeah. like all these guys are monsters. Yeah. They're monsters. Trey Hudson. Trey Trey Hudson was so good last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's a beast, man. Yeah. And then and then I mean to just get to be in the green room and have conversations with him, the guy communicates in punchlines. <laughs> like, and it's so. I mean, I want to hear this guy put in a, a order a water burger. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's that's the great thing about comedy, at least to me, is you know it brings the laughter and especially for me, it's like especially after like a long week at work, it's nice to have like a day off or even like if you go during the week, you can forget about whatever's going on at home or whatever's going on at your job, and you can go you can go laugh, you can unplug for a little bit, you can chat with some people, even if you know even other people in the audience, you know if you find someone who's not too afraid to talk to you. As someone who has like mild social anxiety, I yeah. still will like talk to other people <laughs> in you know in the crowd. Like last week at the haha charity thing, there was a dude next to me, and him and I talked for a while because I was like, I need to stop being so anxious and just talk. And the guy was fun; we had a great time. I was yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like get out of your comfort zone and like have some fun instead of like you said. Instead of just going to the same thing, instead of going and getting the Whataburger patty melt and doing the same thing you do every day. Like, and I say that because I'm guilty of that. Like, I'm oh, very much too. a creature of habit. And I'm I am, on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> People look at me often like, why is he talking to me? <laughs> uh, I thought of something else. Like, all of a sudden, Juan's like, oh, those lions seem to be out of their pen. <laughs> And one fell over and took off his headphones. We oh, just lost one. Up. That's too far. <laughs> so f- <laughs> I just feel I just feel like I'm watching like Mission Control uh, when the Challenger mission failed. All of a sudden, just one falls out of frame. And I'm like, lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like just another Michigan embarrassment. I have a confession. It's like every time I see someone like stupid on a show, they're always like, and from the Detroit area. I'm like, oh, damn it. And that, why is every idiot on every show from Detroit? I'm, I'm trying to help, man. You guys just make it impossible. And then I realize half the time you're the problem. Yeah. It's me. Like, there should always just be like a precursor to us, like from, from the same great state that brought you the Ford Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Madonna, Eminem, and Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, Kid Rock. Yeah, came oh, from, geez. Kid Rock came from my fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that big of a town. No, it's just unbelievably shitty. Yeah, they also gave yeah, Michigan also gave us ICP, like that disaster. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. I got to witness the tattoos on a daily basis, man. <laughs> God, one of my favorite stories is, uh, is Bobcat Goldwaith talking about his experience at, uh, at the, what is it? The, the gathering the gathering of the juggalos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like he was, uh, he was, he was supposed to open for something at the gathering of the juggalos. And I can't remember what the name was. I think it was, no, Fago is the the drink. The whatever. Drink, yeah. Some clown, some clown that's like the the ringmaster or something like that. Just the the jester was driving driving around, uh-huh. and uh, this guy just like jumps in the golf cart and just starts punching the clown in the face. <laughs> and he's just like, man, that's just love, man. That's just Juggalo family showing you love. And then like they start huffing, like like throwing cans of Fago at the golf cart. What? <laughs> And he's just like, this clown's just talking to Popcat. He's just like, man, that's just love, baby. That's just juggle of love. And about that time, like a can cracks him in the head. And his, 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 like, his dead foot just falls on the accelerator. And he's knocked out. Like Bobcat's trying to steer as they're just barreling through this crowd. Oh, my God. And Bobcat's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And this, this guy, he's like, Bobcat's like, I can't tell what parts are makeup and what parts are blood. And this guy, this clown is just like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt real bad, Bob. <laughs> That's some of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's they're just like careening through this crowd. Oh my goodness. The, the, the clowns for the accelerator and Bob trying to steer from the passenger seat. <laughs> I'm hurt real bad, Bob. <laughs> Did you ever notice back- so no one ever comes up to you and goes, Oh man, you're where you're from California? Oh, I'm yeah. from Michigan. Yeah, we don't we just try and keep it on the down low. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. I mean, Juan, not for nothing, you look like you're a paint job away from being a juggalo. So <laughs> <laughs> like uh, if, if you just ran if you just ran full force into um, Ronald McDonald, man, you'd have a whole different career path. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was fucked up too, is like where they originated, it's like twenty minutes from here. Like <laughs> This course, this dude. Is, did all of the shit of Michigan come from your Eric area? Yep, and you picked me as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where can I get the shittiest talent? But they'll do it. <laughs> What's the name of the town? What's the name of the town? If you care, uh, like Romeo, Michigan. Romeo, Michigan. They're just like Romeo, Michigan. The toilets turn the other way here, <laughs> <laughs> and Which- sometimes they give back. <laughs> Which is why we don't actually ours, yeah. <laughs> well, because we're having like it's one of those sewer tanks because we're out yeah, in the country, right? Yeah, you don't you let try that to flush. And you're like, ooh, yeah, a gift. You, let's just say you better get that thing sucked out on on time. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go back. ahead and bookmark that comment just to like isolate that. You better get that thing sucked out in time. Yeah, that's gonna be isolated in a new ringtone available for the listeners. <laughs> Every time they receive a text, you better get that sucked out on time. <laughs> Coronavirus. Make sure you get that sucked out on time. Or you could have a poo-poo platter. <laughs> just a, a, a butler in a tuxedo comes up to you with a platter and just like, will you sample our dookies? You know what, what would kill me is if Fred Durst was from my town. That would be... <laughs> The end of it. I, oh, then man. I couldn't. That support. would require that the town just be demolished. So. Right. <laughs> the 
the government just steps in. You see Apaches fly over the horizon. Like, we can't have this. My town is my town's a complete fraud because they actually have a thing every year for like a hundred years called the Peach Festival. Mm-hmm. But like a few years ago, a frost came through and killed every peach tree in the entire area. <laughs> oh so God. now every year they have these peaches like imported. I don't know. Probably. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would pick China, but you know, whatever. And then they have this like, complete fraudulent festival. Yeah. Based on people are coming out here thinking they're getting legit, legitimate Romeo. Legitimate. <laughs> Romeo. I'm not the only one. <laughs> peach festival pies and the pie could be from, I don't know, anywhere. <laughs> So yeah, it's this town is uh well they don't Yeah, like, but that's probably their only draw. Like who else is gonna come to Romeo? Uh the only other draw we have is Tilson Street, which is a world famous street for Halloween where people spend ridiculous amounts of money on like props and shit and mm-hmm. people come from like all over the place to go trick or treating on this street. Yeah, that's the other one. That's how sad Michigan is. That's how sad life in Michigan oh, is. Oh, and believe oh, me, oh, our well, town have is you on been the map. To <laughs> Yes, I have been to Conroe several times. There's a lot of spots. There's a lot of spots around, like, uh, especially around Houston, where it's like, Conroe, after 10 p.m., come for the joys of having to fight your way through a picket line of hookers for a taco truck. (laughs) I'm uh, not seeing the problem with the situation. (laughs) Hold on a minute, Gladys. I got a couple tacos up here. I'll come back around. <laughs> and, and we're talking aggressive, aggressive son. That's just terrible. <laughs> that that that's been one of the lines that I drew like a long time in life, long time ago in life. Is at any point ever paying for sex? That would just be to me the bottom of like that would take. That's the thing taking your nuts away. Oh, I, I was there just for tacos. I was like, man, you got to because. Uh, uh, someone suggested it. it's like, oh yeah, by the way, this taco spot is open like later than normal. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go get some tacos. And there's just like twelve prostitutes out front forming a like a, almost a human chain. <laughs> oh my god! Just you're like running the gauntlet to get yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. tacos. And I mean aggressively prostituting aggressively. It's like not that taco lady, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's right. the selling point. Remember, like, remember either that way, was it's got cilantro, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be safe to leave like Cardi Asada. Then I'd be like, all right, we're gonna talk. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Let's squirt some lime on and go in anyway. What's going on? Because <laughs> I'm already the guy. Every time I go to a taco truck. When I complete my order, they look at me like, is there a group or what's <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just me, man. Just make it. <laughs> I don't get around you taco trucks all the time. Come on, I'm just visiting. Give me a break. I remember when we flew to California back in like 2006, Juan came with us to California. We took him to my favorite taco truck. Juan goes up, orders his tacos, and he just looks at the guy and goes, yeah, this is just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember that, but I'm pretty sure that's probably. It did that. happen. I remember that. Just waitresses, waitresses are coming to the table all concerned. Like, would you like a box to go? Like, it's like we're gonna have to sweep up corpse after this. 
We're like, get the formaldehyde ready. We got another one. <laughs> and I was only in my fat seal phase then. Yeah. So. There's like, you realize there's no discount if you eat all of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. eat it all. It's free, right? <laughs> right? I, I did I did get one one restaurant and it was a huge breed. I can't remember how big it was, but it was called the Big Wan. <laughs> and so if you could eat this if you could eat the whole burrito or whatever, the whole meal, you yeah. know, and once you know, get it, it's impossible, of course. But I did get the t shirt. <laughs> you did get the t shirt and Said, then spent uh, the next couple days with the runs. Yeah, I handled it just fine. <laughs> I think that's the Costa Rican in me. I was like, ah, familiar. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how I celebrate me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's so many downsides to being like an adopted immigrant. Like, I don't know shit about it. Like, every time I go to the doctor, they're like, ooh, that looks really bad. Do you know anything about your, your history? And I'm like, nope, pretty much crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so then they told me the last time, like, well, you're going to need to have this, like, genetic. They want me to have this genetic test where it shows, like, all your genetic weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell no. I don't want to <laughs> know that shit. It'd be hilarious. Like, it'd be hilarious on your genetic weaknesses. It's like the third one down is just maps. <laughs> Uh, potty control. Like, I'm already like, shit, the ones I know aren't good. I don't want to know about the ones I don't know about. Weakness number nine, the entire concept of lefty Lucy righty tidy. Which, by the way, honestly is fucked up for me right now. But no, here's why. I've been changing propane tanks out here in the damn cold all winter. Yeah, it's, and everything, it's a reverse thread, right? Yeah. It's a, and the only thing I've been twisting on and off are these damn propane tanks every day. So now my right and left is fucked up. <laughs> I went to go do something to like turn the faucet. And I'm like, fucking faucet. Oh, damn it. Yeah, right. You're like, this Sprite is broken. I'm angry. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. If I, if, I, never if I worked for like Coca-Cola or something like that, if I was like, I couldn't own any of these things. Yeah. Like if I own Coca-Cola or anything, any of these bottling companies just for April, I'm shipping out pallets of reverse threaded bottles. <laughs> yes. I love the way you think because <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. I'm not like that. I would never think to prank people. Like I used to be really anti-prank like in uh-huh. high school because I had this friend who would prank people, but he would just do these like, awful pranks right and it would be like abusive but then one day i got so mad at night i got (laughs) i was in a private boarding school so i got the uh key from the hall monitor while he was sleeping went in there with a couple guys while he was sleeping threw a blanket over him put his hands and his feet down so he couldn't move wrapped (laughs) this wire around him to this like thing they used in i think in vietnam for like a phone and you crank that bitch and it's Shocked him, <laughs> and then I, and then I finally got it. Pranks are funny. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, uh, my pranks were never meant to like recreate methods of CIA torture. But <laughs> I might have went off on the deep end on the first one. But yeah. uh, but then I understood I'm, the the funniness. Oh, I'm I'm a fan of like the subtle pranks. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this one this one guy that we went to school with. Um, his his honda like just couldn't lock yeah and the half the dash was hanging out so it was like the world's easiest car to hotwire 
So, I mean, over the course of weeks, we would just like spend our off periods going out to the parking lot and like hot wiring his car, like moving it three spaces left or right. Yeah. Or like moving it to another row and just kept escalating. And then one day, it was like a week before graduation, we just went out and stole the carpet out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> like we we borrowed we borrowed tools from shop, unbolted the seats, unbolted the console, took the carpet out, put everything back into it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so elaborate. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I think when it. Mark was here, once we moved a car, we did. We moved a car. We also saran wrapped a truck, like saran wrapped it so yeah. you couldn't get in. Yeah, like, yeah. Tons and tons of. Oh wrap. yeah, you guys way overdid that shit. Yeah, I did. And actually, when I was touring, uh, playing guitar. I did that to uh, the one person who hated pranks. There was this one guy who was Ooh. really touchy, and he was the butt of it. He was the, the, the he, everyone pranked him. And so, like, he was like, if anybody saran wraps my car. And so, like, me and a bunch of other guys were like, how many rolls of saran wrap can we go get oh, at yeah. Walmart? When you're, you when you're like begging people, people <laughs> like that, that's like asking for it. Yeah, when you're begging people, like, please don't saran wrap my car, it's like, welcome to instigating your own mugging. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that. We Who's going like, to challenge my manhood? Oh, yeah. We went, we went wave. We, it was like simple, like non destructive stuff like that, but it was like every other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i would wake up at like i would wake up earlier than everybody else and so one day we had to leave we didn't have to leave till like nine or ten but i woke up like at seven and i couldn't sleep and my other buddy <laughs> josh was there he's like hey is everybody up i was like nope but they will be and i walked in and this one dude the guy who didn't like being pranked he had a big old like three foot tall air mattress really really nice air mattress and i just walked in and i was like pulled the big cork on it and it just started to go he turns around i was like yeah i know you hate me <laughs> i recorded the whole thing and he just sinks into the middle of it. oh that makes awesome. no effort to get yeah. off the whole thing just rides it all the way down <laughs> and i was like and i have the pump <laughs> it's just air mattress is just going down like the titanic you're like near <laughs> far exactly <laughs> I dialed, just, I dialed it back after that first prank. I only did one more in high school. And that was the uh, that tennis ball launcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> these, guys, these guys were having a Nerf gun war <laughs> on, a, on another hall. And I was like, <laughs> so I loaded that. That was, God, that was so fun. Oh, if, if you, like, we pranked a coworker really badly. But he was a jackass, so we hit him anyway. <laughs> it was a guy that worked overnight, but you could buy these like sound modules that mm -hmm. you could record um you could record something onto and then set like just set it to go off randomly. Mm -hmm. And you could set like the minimum and maximum and everything. Like this whole big thing. So we recorded just one of <laughs> just one of the guys in the office whispering his name. <laughs> <laughs> and then we took his <laughs> <laughs> he took his, he worked overnights by himself. <laughs> we took his computer speakers apart and put the module in his speakers. And so, I mean, like watching the GoPro footage of him losing his mind was the best thing. Like day two, he and was just film. Yo, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would just go off. You could you, we could hear him recording. It was so good because it was just like. And just him like storming all over the office. <laughs> Who said that? Who said it? who's in here right now? Like it's like this guy is too stupid to realize. I was just like, man, you're kind of picking up the dumb guy the in the office. Guard. <laughs> you went and got the security guard. 
and demanded he search the building. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, the guy's like, 750 an hour, you can kiss my ass. off. <laughs> the speaker went off again. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I wish I could remember this guy's name because I will love him till the day I die. <laughs> the thing went off again and he's just like, see, there it is. And the security guard was like, I don't hear anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the a- best. <laughs> that shit's in your head. It's like, man, this guy's a champ, dude. <laughs> he's like, he's thinking to himself, how do I not have to do anything? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Hear, I didn't hear shit. I didn't I hear <laughs> That's brilliant. Now that's would, on the fly thinking. That was the right man to be a security guard. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, man. He took that useless take, situation and kept it useless. You can take all the Dr. Peppers from the mini fridge you want there, <laughs> yeah. Captain. Like, you earned them. You earned them stripes, dude. <laughs> Giving them high fives on the way in. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw what you did for me back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, those are the most fun pranks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> still kind of hate that guy, but <laughs> <laughs> he probably won't ever forget you. Just, uh, just one of the worst human beings I've ever met. <laughs> it's like I work with him, so I can't punch him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I found out the other day with my wife. Right, she's pissing me off. I was like, yeah. Like, well, I can't hit her. So I went upstairs, got a nice tall glass of water while she was laying there. And I was like, yeah, you want to be a mouthy bitch one more time? She's like, what? I was like, would you like to be a mouthy bitch one more time? She's like, oh, you check. So, of course, my wife, she's, you know, she's not going to back down. So she spit out a bunch of her uh, self. And so then I proceeded to launch that water directly into her face (laughs) as she was laying on her back while she's supposed to be sleeping. And, uh. The reaction I got was perfection. It literally stopped her in her tracks. Normally, yeah. my wife is the kind that's going to get up and you're about to fight. <laughs> it somehow, like a cat, like it just fucked her up so bad. Like <laughs> she just froze in bed, like, oh, I can't believe you did that. And then, like, she broke and fell apart and started crying. And inside, I was like, victory. So then I just <laughs> went upstairs and loaded up another glass in case she got real later, but. <laughs> oh, wow. first first one worked. I, I like your I like your win condition where you're like psychological damage. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's a claim for my first wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's still mad at me. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> oh, I know. Apparently, I was the worst husband ever. <laughs> I hear that from time to time, and then I always remind them, "You signed up for this shit." <laughs> and that's and that's you know look man that's why being single is fun because uh you can have like temporary answers to those questions that where they can just move on but once you sign on that line unless you're just an absolute shit ass you don't ju- <laughs> you don't just bail you know you got to take some yeah. shit to give some shit uh-huh. so but uh but my wife can give it so sometimes you got to find a way to dial it up a notch to feel like you got even you know what i mean <laughs> she's like why would you do that and i'm like well i can't punch you in the face so. yeah but she's got the last laugh because you're always giving her cash and then forgetting she probably has like forty thousand dollars stashed away somewhere like your your kid is like the donald rumsfeld of the family post <laughs> post 9 11 you're like what what's our condition level today are we talking like a yellow like where are we where are we today 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's been smiling a lot, so I'm gonna say red. <laughs> oh no, she knows she won from beginning to end. Like I'm, it's just me having like I'll have like a little victory to feel like I got like some balance. No man, she's totally, dude. I'm the bitch. There's just no, <laughs> there is no if, ands, or but about it. I am the bitch in this relationship. <laughs> but for the most part, other than a few arguments, I'm a happy bitch. So uh, it works out. You know, it's give and take. No, nobody has a perfect relationship, in, oh, in, no. you know what I mean? But uh, it's a, it's pretty close to bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what Utopia was always had in mind. It's like you get to the gates and it's like, oh, welcome to heaven. You're going to get at least 60% of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like pure communism. I was right there. <laughs> Like, and then you're like, this soup doesn't have any chicken. <laughs> Is that a boot tongue in there? Right. Oh, <laughs> then, like, there's a man in a purple top hat going, just please stop licking my wallpaper, dude. <laughs> This is why you do what you do. <laughs> I don't know anybody that fucking funny. <laughs> because usually, for the most part, let's just say I don't got a lot of close friends. Uh, <laughs> because they can't like. You're in a barn in Michigan talking to two dudes on on Skype. <laughs> and I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> That's why you don't have friends. It's like I'm, right now, I'm fortunate that your camera view is only from the collarbones up. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing after that. It's just a square. It's just if, if yeah, if the camera falls, both Chad and I are traumatized for the rest of our lives. <laughs> now the reality is, of course, it's way too cold to be out here in anything but a parka or weigh as much as me. Because uh, I saw your weather forecast. Why are you moving the camera down yeah, right now? Please, don't why are you moving the camera? Down? <laughs> I thought that'd make you more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. The camera pans down and once again, like that soup doesn't have chicken. <laughs> I feel like I went to a show. Yeah, but there was skin on that chicken. <laughs> right. Right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I got I got my order of rotisserie chicken. <laughs> But it's just all skin and necks. What's going on? Like? Why is there a zipper at the end? I don't know. <laughs> this bird had a tragic end. <laughs> For you listeners who are not getting it, I, I immigrated here, and there's a few medical uh, procedures that they don't really pay for other places. <laughs> Like, when you like see a porn, you're like, that's what I look like. <laughs> yeah. Like, Doc, do you have a procedure to add more foreskin? <laughs> this is you unscripted? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just want to get into the bedroom and then like, yeah, girl, you just wait for this. And they just just spend like three solid minutes just scrunching up foreskin. 
Well, why don't you come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? Let's go. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but here's something funny. <laughs> there's, to me, there's nothing more funny than uh, when a woman that doesn't realize when, uh, when the penis isn't erect, they'll see the foreskin. They'll be like, ah, I had sex with that. <laughs> And that's what I reply. You sure did, bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> date I've a had nerd. She just, had that look. You just, you date like a nerdy girl. She looks down. She's like, looks like a Jawa. <laughs> it's like, you why like, is that? Why is the eye glowing? <laughs> it's like, you like Star Wars, right? <laughs> I, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> I was talking to her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was still trying to get laid at that moment. <laughs> oh, oh, autopilot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, all the blood Shitty is just gone from your brain. Your head's just going. Just send the affirmative. Just all yeses. It's all yeses. I love killing cats. Yes, I hate to- <laughs> it's my favorite pastime. That's where I become the horrible friend, right there. <laughs> That's a horrible friend. Yeah, the setup from your friend, like, look, she's into some weird things, but just go along with it. <laughs> I wish an I hour could later, it's like, why are we kidnapping a horse? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I wish, like, I wish as men we could be more honest about stuff like that with our friends. Like, yeah, let them know when they're the wingman because mm-hmm. it would make things a lot easier. It's like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Sorry, that's not for you. Uh, that's for you. Ah! It's like, you're just going to have to deal with it. Come on, help me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, then you, and then you have friends that are just like, no matter how this turns out, sure. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P., Ben. R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people are just happy to be in the showcase show now. They don't care if they get the new bed or the jet ski. Either way, let's. <laughs> I'd like to also thank my friend Jake Jordan for listening and for being that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to hear this, Jake. Let's make sure I would use your name again. Jake Jordan <laughs> from Cummins, Michigan. <laughs> no, that's not made up. That's the real city. It's more of a town with like a cross street. <laughs> a town with a cross street. So since you can see why he's bored, and that's why it's his focus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All this time, I just thought people would dodge pickups or just really proud of what they bought. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know they were declaring a birthplace. He's got a Dodge Nitro. <laughs> it's dope as fuck, but that's really funny. <laughs> Uh, sorry jake i told you i met you eventually (laughs) it's like just the levels of dodge vehicles are like dodge neon dodge nitro dodge 14 drinks in las vegas at three in the morning (laughs) so eventually i'm gonna have to move eventually anyway it looks like yeah some michiganders can be like you talk shit about us all the time oh actually i know how to force you to move here quicker than you actually want to is i'll just tell everyone in michigan you said something about the uaw and then you'll leave oh yeah dude that's a that's an out bro (laughs) (laughs) these people don't play no 
It's scarier than the KKK, man. Yeah. You're like, because like your bags. Six, There's only time for one. Go. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> all of them have money and guns. A lot yeah. of them. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I know of one guy who is uh, part of the UAW who had who showed me he had several gun cases full of guns. It was like almost a hundred. Yeah, I tried oh, to stay real friendly with. I'm him. sorry. Catch me up. What's the UAW? <laughs> you know, oh, I see not an Orange Union. Oh, that, okay, okay, okay. I mean, Once again, just... from Sorry. the land that brought you the Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Pinto, the Pacer, a bunch of other crap. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, at least it's not a Yugo, so. Oh, yeah, that's probably one of the worst cars ever made. <laughs> I love the fact that there's, like, opera- there's like operational Yugos. Yeah. That that people just collect for the fun of it. Yeah. In the United States. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, it's yeah, a, ca- yeah. a car that was made in Yugoslavia. No, I remember because one blew off the bridge up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, dead serious. It blew off the Mackinac Bridge. <laughs> it's like 480 feet down to the water, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, nice. that, that's the first time I even heard about those cars. There's like a kid flying a kite, like just struggling. Like this wind is really light today. Car off the bridge. <laughs> like, I, and I'm not even sure if that's like Michigan folklore, if it really happened. But people still talk about it like it was definitely a thing. Like a car blew off the bridge. I still find that hard to believe. But apparently, Michiganders believe this like a hundred percent. Well, they they're not big on foreign vehicles, so I could see how this started as a legend. All right, it's an as old a cautionary man. tale. It's an old man on a porch. You know, it's going to be a good story when he starts with the date. Yeah, it's going to become a Clint Eastwood movie here pretty soon. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> old man in a chair is angry at things. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, that uh, movie where he was in, where he was the old racist. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, what is that one with the car? <laughs> which was oh yeah uh, uh, dang oh Grand Torino. Torino. Yeah, Torino. Torino. Yeah. yeah yeah that was shot about 45 minutes away <laughs> <laughs> they're like Gotta where can we find a really real. shitty neighborhood <laughs> oh well, near wine's house is uh 45 <laughs> minutes away a uh, perfect shitty neighborhood for this movie yeah, that would, <laughs> there's a sequel right there instead of Grand torino it's just shitty yugo <laughs> it's just shitty yugo you want to hear something <laughs> fucked up my, my dad, my dad, of course, liked that movie, and I, uh, I actually bid on the curtains from one of the scenes in the yeah. movie. Oh man, I lost though. But That's where eBay just takes a just takes a sad turn, where it's like <laughs> <laughs> production used curtains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's even sadder is people like me bid on that shit. Right. <laughs> Grandpa like, sure so- likes some Grand Torino's curtains. So. Yeah, when sports mem- memorabilia goes down the road of like game worn jock strap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, one of my favorite giant jock straps baseball players. He had a hat <laughs> no, for sale. No, it was like a game worn hat for sale, but he'd oh, worn yeah. it for several games. And I took one look at the sweat stains on it and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you ever bent it, it just crunches. Yeah, I was like, if I touch this, it'll probably fall apart. (laughs) It's probably 90% salt and sweat right now. It was disgusting. And I was like, not for $250 either. Right. Like, I love baseball, but not that much. (laughs) 
Definitely not that much. Although maybe I should have bought it because now we're not going to have baseball. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, kid, you want my uh, my season worn or my season used game uh, uh, stick a speed stick? <laughs> like only that three quarters used. Huh? Right? Like this that doesn't affect me personally because I'm not a huge sport fan, which is another mm-hmm. reason why I don't have a lot of friends. Uh, it is, but for a lot of people, it is though. I enjoy sports, but it's not the, I mean, it's like, it's kind of disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. I have enough other stuff to keep me busy. Like, especially with baseball, there's 163 games a year. I can't watch them all. So yeah, with this, I'm I'm looking at like the demise of like the racing season with formula one and MotoGP and like, we're not going to get to see the NHL playoffs. Apparently that may not happen. NBA NBA playoffs. And so it's like, well, I guess I get to write and work on this thing that I love doing. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Have to become good. <laughs> what if as a result, we all became better human beings and more productive and America dug itself out from where it is. You've met people, right? <laughs> <laughs> you live in Michigan. You should know that that's not really going to happen. No, a correction. <laughs> I only go out to get necessities, which means I only see people. I'm pretty much right here. Like how you said, <laughs> I like it, uh, how you said that. Like it was the sixth sense or whatever. Like I see people, <laughs> and then I realize, nah, no, they're not worthy. I'm kidding, I'm, I'm you. I, I, I love, I do love people. Like I talk to people all the time. Yeah, but I do realize, like as a general rule, most people are just—they're very into, like, of course, like their life themselves. But Americans, I think, are more even though. I mean, like. Everything they're doing that day is the most important thing in their life right now. Like they yeah. don't think outside their lives at all. No, people Wait, don't. Even, people don't even travel anymore, really. Or like, no. people don't do anything. Why does people between the ages of like eighteen and like thirty don't go out? Like, why aren't comedy clubs packed? They should be. What are these people fucking doing? They're sitting yeah. on their ass. Yeah. Like it's so weird to me. I would be out. Yeah. Well, like I mean, here's here's something else we can get into. I don't think. TV shows like dramatizations of stand-up comedy have been favorable to stand-up comedy at all. No, they haven't. I mean, it's always like you see these TV shows and it's always just a disaster and the comedian is terrible mm-hmm. and uh, and something happens on stage and it's just a terrible experience or you, you get this constant picture of the, that's painted of like the depressed comic mm-hmm. that just screams at people on stage and, and that that's the image that people stick with with comedy right. or they assume everyone has to have a major drug habit to be funny or an alcoholism problem. Like it seems like they promote a lot of that negative stigma towards comedians for some reason. Yeah. When it's yeah. in everything, it's in every bit of entertainment, if not more in some other like genres of entertainment. Yeah. And yet with comedians, it just seems like if you were to come up sober looking and like no, people be like, wait, well, you can't be funny. You're supposed yeah, to be, right. you know, you're supposed to be stupid or, you know, but out of yourself. I don't know. And like you said, they always portray comics as like, well, he had just no life. <laughs> it's like, I guess I'll try this because anybody can do that, you know. And Yeah, you know, where where the story could go either way about like by the time act three starts, it's like either he's a comedian or he's the suspect. Either yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> comedian or the suspect. <laughs> that's why Have i'll never be a suspect <laughs> oh no but i like my my neighbor ended up becoming one like I've, I've been playing with the idea of trying to do this bit but it never really came out with a bit uh but like i moved into my buddy's house like mm-hmm. he lived there for seven years and i just ended up moving into his house and taking over the rent 
And New Year's Eve, like I, I was out late. I, I was passed out until like 10 o'clock or, or I would have slept until 10 o'clock. But like he calls me and he just goes like, hey, buddy, what's happening on the block tonight or, or today or something like that? And we're like, I don't know. Like, what's going on? He goes, look out your front window. And I look at my front window and like, what's her name? Kathleen Wiley or Catherine Wiley, whatever with ABC 13 yeah. is walking up my driveway. <laughs> what? And oh, I'm that's like, a scary uh, thought. You want to fill me in on what's about to happen, dude? He goes, bro, if you don't get a, if you don't get a bathrobe and a shower cap on right now and make the news, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But what happened was like my neighbor, apparently what the, what, what happened was he was going to go compete in a gun, like a, a, a a shooting contest. Mm -hmm. And so he decided he wanted to stay downtown and didn't want to have to like come all the way back. He wanted to, he wanted to experience like New Year's Eve downtown and didn't want to have to come all the way back home to go compete in this, this shooting competition that was going to happen New Year's Day. Yeah. So he gets like, <laughs> it's the dumbest story. Like he ends up like wanting to kind of like treat himself. So he gets a suite on the top floor of this hotel downtown that overlooks the new year's Eve celebration. Oh no. (laughs) With a duffel bag of guns. (laughs) Does that sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did not think that through it. Oh, he's downstairs at the bar, having a good time, having a few drinks, gets a little loud. And all of a sudden hotel management is like, you got to (laughs) go. And so he, they have police escort him up to his room yeah. to ha- to have him pack his things to to leave the hotel. He opens the door and the guns are laid out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of a sudden, like immediately arrested, jail, and 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 then like the aftermath where I have a reporter from ABC 13 asking me like, do you know anything about your neighbor? I didn't get filled in on the story at all because my friend's an asshole. Yeah. So he doesn't tell me what's about to happen. And so this reporter from ABC 13 is just like, well, do you know anything? I, I'm not even going to say his name, but it's like, do you know anything about John? I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, we've been neighbors for like two years. And then all of a sudden, like the shit turns different where they're like, well, do you have anything to say about the suspect? I was like, you didn't say he was a suspect. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like I've already established that like apparently I've got like on on good terms with this neighbor that all of a sudden who knows what he's done cuz like they don't fill you in on the story before they ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That could not have been worse unless he was like sitting down at the bar and Tim McGraw was like I'm up next. He's like oh, I better go upstairs. Like that could only have been worse. Like god. Yeah. That's yeah. but that's and so, mean, so what happened in the end? So for the next two weeks, like reporters are just on our street yeah. every day. One came into my garage. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting in my truck. I'm about to go to work and the garage door goes up. I'm filling with something in the truck and all of a sudden there's a knock on my window yeah. in my garage. And <laughs> wow. so I'm like, yeah, I turn around I'm like, ah! like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what the hell? And she's like, can we interview you really fast for about what's going on? I was like, get out of my house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> technically, you're in my house right technically, now. You're trespassing. Right. I was like, God, just leave this. Like, leave this family alone, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like three weeks later, like obviously no charges, nothing, yeah. Yeah, nothing came of it. Just a bunch of really bad decisions. Yeah. Of, of an oversight. Just not thinking. Just, ahead. I mean, we're talking like a limity snicket level of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah. That's that like just Wiley came. Coyote bad man. Right. <laughs> Don't look down. Gravity can't get you. That's what. <laughs> 
The best. Don't is go to a hotel in. downtown on New Year's Eve with a bag full of guns. Yeah, it's a bad look. And don't leave them all set out on the table, and right? <laughs> so when they come through the door, it looks like you had plans. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, like this is a task. I'm going to come back to at two in the morning. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I mean, I've tried doing that on stage, but it's like. It's such a series of things that it, it's yeah. hard. I haven't. I, I don't have the tool set yet to be able to tell that story on stage and like a, have it be punch funny. It's a great story though. It is. It's just that it's like to set that up. But like you said, it'd be kind of long. Like you'd have to find a way to punch through the whole thing. Yeah. And the entire idea is that like no, no matter who you know, right? Your your recollection of who they are in life changes dramatically as soon as they're referred to as the suspect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that is so true <laughs> like they could be talking about your mom that you've got like i mean you've got like a 40-year life history with it's like oh yeah mom's good people and everything else well the suspect is like oh let me take you back to seven years old really quick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly like the suspect that those two words changes everything man what is going on <laughs> What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's just my uh, my medicine is wearing oh. off. So oh, now okay. I want to start having a freaking coughing fit. Oh, I don't okay. want to have it on okay. the uh, recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I then saw Jazz's head in there, and I was like, what's <clears throat> on? Once the coughing starts, the peeing starts. It's like an old lady. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> I love that you're that you're at the level of ill where your cough sounds like a dubstep bass drop. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it inside <laughs> it's skrillex front row <laughs> oh that'd be so bad <laughs> there's something i wouldn't pay to see <laughs> i was super angry at corn for even working with him i was like fucking mistake jonathan <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, on the, on this song, can uh, can we just do the same thing, but like just more wobble, 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 wobble. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna lose one here. Yeah, <laughs> he's currently dying on the video. I don't know what's... <laughs> well, the worst part is it's wearing off, right? But so the laughing. He, it makes it worse. It forced, yeah, it makes it worse if you want to call it <laughs> So now I'm like, like I'm choking on my own laughter. I want to be like, I want to be a music producer so bad just to be able to go in a studio with one of those guys and was like, okay, I know how you did it to begin with, but maybe let's get the wub bub bub but like right after it, let's let's get that scream, let's get that part in there, and then. And that, and <laughs> and just make them do it again and again and again. And yeah, just, all the yeah, same shit. Take like, one hundred and forty-seven. <laughs> it's funny because they use that auto tune so much now and stuff, and it's like they use it so extreme sometimes. It's like, did you ever need to take more than one take of this shit? Because you can't understand a damn thing they're saying. Is it what? Like. <laughs> That's like like a Hanna Barbera cartoon, like 
<laughs> yeah, like There's that. There's a throwback. Like that. Right. Wow, he did go. That, see, right I now, am, yeah. I'm eating the cereal now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was just like, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, right. Welcome to it, friends. I am Hanna-Barbera cartoon old. That's how old I am. <laughs> that reminds me i gotta sell my lunchbox i got a 1976 flintstones hannah barbara lunchbox <laughs> that i stole uh, that i stole from an ex wow i uh, incriminate yourself well, I mean, yeah like i mean as long as you're not confessing to the crime yeah <laughs> i consider it more of a trade i paid i paid rent for the month before i left <laughs> yeah just a recording release to the public yeah i stole that shit <laughs> I'll just claim I don't know her like everyone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't got any proof. <laughs> Except for this podcast as exhibit A. Yeah, this podcast. <laughs> Which you need to have that like that liability waiver where it's like the 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 comments you have just heard are for entertainment purposes only. only. Exactly. And do not reflect the views or opinions of anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we do you did that nice. That was really nice. You definitely cut that. We'll use that from time to time. Just anytime, anytime you or I say something just fucked up, just throw that on that little clip. Or anytime Adam says something. Right. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the wishes or desires of either one of the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, they would prefer to just die rather than to admit that they said that. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm a little if jealous you feel- of your voice. That's uh, it's a pretty epic voice you got. <laughs> I got range, baby. What do you want to yeah. do? <laughs> I always feel like I sound like an old grovelly, like I don't know, man. Grovelly, an not old- gravelly, grovelly, <laughs> grovelly. Just, just sad and on your knees. <laughs> Asking, please for pe- put some chicken in my soup. <laughs> Asking not for skin. Pen- <laughs> not the skin. <laughs> No, not just the tip. <laughs> oh, I am so sending you just a bag of chicken skin. <laughs> I can do you better. I can send you photos. <laughs> I'll give you a dick pic that will keep you straight forever. <laughs> But the cur- but the, yeah, you send you send a picture of that. And it's just like, but still, why does your dick look like it was deep fried? What- <laughs> <laughs> What's fucked up is my wife just fell apart next to me. <laughs> like she, she had that moment, like, oh, that was too real. Like just, was too like, real. Yeah. <laughs> she was fucking dying over here. Like. Thanks a lot, bitch. Yeah. I thought we were on the same team. Surprise, surprise. Also gets soggy in milk. <laughs> Does it break like a cheese stick? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> I'm killing her. She's dying. <laughs> I thought you were too sick to laugh that hard. Yeah. That's some, that's some cold shit, man. <laughs> So, so hey, baby, hey, my baby. wife said I was the bitch. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, hey, baby, you want to put it in your mouth? It also tastes like bar food. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That would work. <laughs> if I said it's like cheese sticks, right in. <laughs> <laughs> the snozberries oh. taste like snozberries. <laughs> 
<laughs> just get your ranch or marinara sauce and she's good. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boy, the that, ranch, that's a, man. That's that's a that's a that's a country queen right there, just willing to dip it in a ranch and just go at it. <laughs> it's like you know, honey. Every time I look at our our wedding picture, I just hear banjos, just loud as. Ding 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 ding. Dude, that was the best $5 wedding ever. <laughs> Dude, I have bragging rights on every guy, though. I win. I fucking win. Nobody got married cheaper than me. Nobody. It's not possible, man. That yeah, is, it's, I, have it's a very, I have a very humble wife when it comes to that. When your wife will marry you, she loves you when it's from a Salvation Army. When that wedding dress is from a Salvation Army. <laughs> mannequin. Like, yo, that mannequin looks pretty dope. Can I get that? $60, man. That's really cutting into the wedding fund, honey. Right. So, we ended up selling it, I think. Like, I've, I've been... I've been best man or a groomsman in so many weddings. Like I've been, I've been a best man in five different weddings. <laughs> so I agreed to be like a groomsman in another wedding, not knowing that what I was signing up for, like they're having like a steampunk themed wedding. Oh my goodness. Oh no. And, and like the theme or like her colors are purple. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am showing up like medieval prince. That's what- <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell- Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That would be amazing. Dude. What I would do. Hell yeah. Like, She's all pissed. She's like, can we go? No, we're not fucking going. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird shit. I got to buy you now. <laughs> She's got well, the hair to get through this thing called no, life. You can't take her anywhere. He took her to a funeral a couple weeks ago and she ripped a big fart at the funeral. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could just say it's gases escaping from the corpse. <laughs> no, you could say that, except that it was a weed edible fart. So, no, you can't, because then everyone in the room started arguing about who was smoking weed in the parking lot. (laughs) She caused legitimate family disturbances, man. (laughs) And I would have called her out had I known, like, for sure. I would have called her out. Oh, my God. Can you imagine walking down the streets of Colorado with, like, the Chipotle shits <laughs> and just have all of these freaking hippies following you, dude. <laughs> it's like, no, that dispensary is right around the corner. I could smell it. <laughs> <laughs> she was that, uh, she was that Dave like, baby, Buster's hold life. it in. There's too many. <laughs> she was at Dave Buster's a couple weeks ago. So she's in the bathroom and all of a sudden she was saying to go, Ooh, somebody's smoking up in here. <laughs> 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 start to get to it's starting to get concerned too it's like why can't we see the air now what's happening in here who knew this would be a repercussion of legalized marijuana use <laughs> now everywhere now seriously everywhere i go when i go to a store yeah in a, you smell it everywhere now because people just like smoke in their car and then yeah. they walk into myers like yeah. are you trying to spend every dime you own you don't smoke <laughs> before you go into myers you're gonna buy everything. What are you stupid? <laughs> yeah. You'll You're go in that out. cereal aisle and do some damage. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Or just the excuses. Like, don't don't even try to make it a big excuse. Like, it's for my anxiety. Like, you're going in to buy paper towels and cereal. <laughs> yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> like, just say, just say you want to get high. Exactly. Just yeah, say be real. Yeah. What cracks me up? What cracks me up is like that one tries to get under this like medical umbrella bullshit. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like I legitimately smoke for pain. And but I know like I swear to you, probably like I, I don't know what the actual statistics are, but it sure seems like almost I don't know, almost everyone else, it's just to get high. Because they yeah. smoke totally different strains than I smoke. Like, because when real pot smokers come over and smoke my stuff, they're like, this ain't fun. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, like, let you see planets or anything or time. <laughs> sure, kill a backache, though. You know, I was like, well, that's no fun. <laughs> no, but it's relief, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, and I wasn't even a smoker before that, like, ever. My yeah. whole my whole adulthood. It's just like it was a last resort because I wasn't getting on opiates. Yeah. I know myself. I don't need to be on no opiates, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, sex seems good. <laughs> <laughs> I know myself. I mean, that's you know, that's part of like self-awareness. Like you were talking about earlier. Like in, in all aspects of life, you gotta be self-aware. You gotta know what you can handle, what you can't. Right, you, know? you get into a car accident, all of a sudden you're like, "I'm gonna have to take that stuff that makes me like agree with Heaven's Gates ideas." <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a comet coming somewhere that's gonna take me to the Promised Land. Let's get on that spaceship, check it out. I think I'm gonna call Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> See what he suggests. <laughs> yeah, nothing positive is gonna come from anybody. That just goes, Joe Rogan will make sense of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know who my second call was? Yeah, Doctor Phil. <laughs> Doctor Phil. Oh my God! Because I feel like he's been a fraud his entire life. I'm sure he, you know, probably has a actual you know degree, but it, it's just it's too entertaining. Do, do people really talk like that to people? Oh, obviously, oh, obviously oh. you're an idiot. Like what? Yeah, that doesn't sound too technical to me. Like have like having work customer service. Yes, they do fall for that. Yeah. Like having like being a supervisor that has that had to take over calls. Like when people are just angry, if you get on and just be as southern as you can be, yeah, it just disarms them immediately. <laughs> so like I got on the phone once, and some like the guy told me he's like, "You're gonna have to go full McConaughey to talk this one down." <laughs> and I, I'm crap at it now because I haven't done it in so long, but I used to work on like my Southern accent when I worked there. Yeah. So I got on the phone. It's like, uh, yeah, ma'am. Like, uh, I, I believe you've requested a supervisor. Turns out I am one. Come sit on my comfy couch. We're going to get this solved for you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, oh, it was, That's I mean, brilliant. it was, it was way more slurry <laughs> than yeah. that was, but yeah, like I haven't worked on that in years, but at the time, like it was at the height of my ability to just su- like summon just Texas sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy's looking at me. He's like, did you just say, come sit on my comfy couch? What's all this? I'm like, sure did. <laughs> You've had practice. <laughs> and you could, you could hear, you could hear the rage uh-huh. disappear in 10 seconds. She's like, but you know, I'm just, what's it? But I need help. <laughs> the fact oh. that I didn't know about this ancient art is just astounding me. Right? Ancient I'm art. so interested. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, d- <laughs> well, because like I told them before, like I grew up in Biloxi, Mississippi, between six and ten. So yeah. even though I've been up north forever, when I go like in the deep south, the southern accent, dude, it comes back. Like, I people would think I'm faking it. I just can't help it. So it's like you're, you're walking around with like your hand on your chest, just going like, I declare I'm like, y'all, I start saying y'all a lot, but, uh, yeah, but when I was thinking, man, maybe I can harness this power. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I have a back history. Like I started, I started taking it all serious in my head. Right? Yeah. You get into a car accident, just get out, and it's like, well, I know we're having a bad day, but I do. It's. <laughs> I know I might be a little drunk, sir, but I. <laughs> I guarantee it was only. Now, not, 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 now. I realize I'm slurring my words a little bit, but. <laughs> As you can see right now, it's been a scorcher. <laughs> and we are both damp with the evening sweat. <laughs> that's that. That's fucking it. I'm really <laughs> I want to be damp with the evening sweat. <laughs> right? I haven't sweated here in like five months. <laughs> My fat ass could run around my house five times. I'm not sweating. I might have right. a heart attack. I might run out of breath and pass out. But I definitely won't be sweating. Not at those subarctic temperatures. Right. And this asshole sends me the temperature every day. Yeah. Every day it's warm. I'm like, send him a screenshot of the weather here. And it's always like some crystal blue sky. like, And it's like, you know, 85 and a bird's flying by. We just got the... Uh, the birds from what are those birds that fly south? The geese, the geese, the Canadian, Canadian geese. geese. Canadian geese. They just started coming back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you suckers. <laughs> I'm like, it, it ain't time yet. <laughs> you always look like you always look at birds like uh, people who say they summer in Italy. <laughs> yeah. It's like you assholes. Exactly. <laughs> I saw a great blue herring today, which I only see once every few years. Oh, wow. And he was standing next to the road. Dude, this thing was like six foot tall. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Isn't it a little early? Yeah, right. You're looking at some of these birds and you're like, we should never actually live out Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm scared of a thing with feathers and a beak. Like, You make that thing seven foot tall and put claws on it. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, I was at a, one of those like supposed wild game preserves. They have those here where, like, you drive through them. Like, yeah. some redneck from up north just has a bunch of property, and he buys a bunch of wild animals. And they just put them all together. And <laughs> we're driving through there, and these things are, like, stopping the vehicle, hitting the windows, like, trying to get the food that they assume is in the vehicle because, you know, you buy, like, feed. <laughs> and this fucking ostrich, man, scariest thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> just running right next to us, but, like, looking just like that, that bit that... uh who is that? Who does Kevin that? Kevin Hart. Bit? Kevin Hart does that. Bit? Yeah. Straight up for real, dude. Horrifying. Fucking huge. It's like, you shouldn't be a bird. Like, <laughs> why are you looking right into my soul? Oh, it, it was scarier than like some of the big animals that, you know, could actually stop the car. Yeah. They had like yeah. one of those. I don't know what they have. You guys probably have out there in Texas. but It's whatever the bull is. It has the straight and then the, they curve up at the end. Longhorns. Longhorns. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever, oh, you've probably seen one of those in real life then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Why has that bus got fur? <laughs> it was wider than the car. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I never felt so like white American in my life. I was like, these exist? Like, <laughs> I felt like we were Jurassic Park. Like yeah. they were gonna get us. I couldn't get out of there You're fast. You're just like, enough. like, babe, I think we've stumbled into an amusement park. Like <laughs> It was horrifying. We literally, everyone was screaming. Like, <laughs> they started rocking the car. They dented the car. They, oh, they wow. broke off the emblem on the front. Like, we were just like, 
Do we get our money back? He's like, you never oh, he's like, do. you signed that paper before you left. I was like, damn it. You never, <laughs> you never go to one of those drive-through like uh-huh. wildlife kind of things in your rent a car. Yeah, right. Yeah. Rent a car, pay for the insurance. Let them know before you go. Like, hey, we're going through a drive-through sar- like safari. Is this cool? <laughs> this insurance. Like, if we get attacked by a baboon, we're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we almost rented a car that day. And I was like, you don't, oh my yeah. God. I was like, you, oh my God, I'm so glad we didn't. We had the Taurus, man. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the same car when we left, man. Yeah. Or you get like a Craigslist cash car. Yeah. And just designate like this is the safari car. <laughs> or you just take your kid's car. Right. It's just, it's an 86 Toyota Camry with baboon wounds. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever loan do you ever loan anyone one of your cars and just not get it back no no okay so that's just me <laughs> yeah that's just you i got a letter in the mail from the city of like, detroit come get this car you're getting a bench warrant what? i was like what 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 car what are you talking about yeah apparently they used my car for some kind of robbery and then just left it abandoned Oh my <laughs> awesome so i was like hey you can have it <laughs> 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 the crimes committed by this vehicle do not represent that <laughs> <laughs> was my, old, was my old roommate same roommate that used to pay rent with chains and fuck a watermelon <laughs> so <laughs> yep it's got a name it's adam i'm gonna say it <laughs> adam radliff nope wrong adam thank god oh, that's what to say I can imagine Adam just going like, I could pay you, or you can have your choice of these fruits. Right now, Adam is listening going, hmm, a watermelon. And the, and the scary part is, you probably all have seen him at your homes, because he's in the movie Rudy as an extra. He looks right in the camera. I was sitting watching the movie with him one day, and I was like, dude, you're in this movie. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, how are you in this fucking movie? He's like, oh, I was... uh." I was homeless at the time, and they'd feed us lunch if we sent her as extras. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even know he was in it. <laughs> was like, this, he was such a character, dude. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to start. How many weed farts have you inhaled where you forgot you were an actor? <laughs> yeah, he ended, up getting a, he ended up getting a job for... A really the well the biggest computer company mm. as an instructor, and then ended up getting <laughs> s- strung out on crack. <laughs> Whoa! So it's like uh, that pitcher that threw no hitter on acid. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's like how do you land like this really great job? Like you're set, you work from home, right? He's single, should be just living it up, and you decide you know what I'm gonna do with success. I want to smoke some crack. Like, who does that? <laughs> like, imagine that was like your superpower. You're like extremely brilliant, but only if you ingest like insane amounts of crack. <laughs> yeah, he, he really, he really was like an idiot savant, like super, <laughs> super smart, but just awkward as hell. It's like, like limitless, but you yeah. never sleep and spiders are everywhere. <laughs> and when someone says, Hey man, are you fucking a watermelon? Why don't you clean that shit up? And then you don't clean it up. So I mentioned your name on the podcast because you're an asshole. 
I told you that shit was gonna piss me off, man. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Apparently, Adam. <laughs> That's all right. One time we tried to join a cult, <laughs> and they they made him. Oh my wait, God. wait, 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 wait. How? No. Okay. So try implies yeah. that you failed. How do you fail to join a cult? Well, if you'd really like to know, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like what cult just goes like, yeah, we got cornbread on Thursdays and we worship this alien on Fridays. <laughs> By the way, you're too intense. We can't take you. Well, <laughs> the long journey to failure started. <laughs> the long journey <laughs> started with him having to acquire a can of spam. <laughs> what? And then it had to be like tied in his belt. This was the first instruction. It had to be tied into his belt during this entire Oh, this process. isn't a cult. This is just a group of assholes. <laughs> so, yeah. And the justice in the end was that you were going to be accepted into this. They ended up having him do the craziest shit. Go down to like southwest Detroit at like three in the morning to an abandoned building. Go down to the basement to acquire like your next step. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. No <laughs> and way. And he did it. He did it all night. Are- and then whatever the last one was, I can't remember. It was too much for him. And he, he didn't follow through. <laughs> Are like, you sure he didn't he, just accidentally join a frat? <laughs> no. No. He joined a few other things, though, because he called me from a crack house once. I was like, hey, why you call me at three in the morning? He's like, oh, I was just a little lonely. I was like, why? Where are you at? <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm in a crack house with a bunch of prostitutes. I'm like, what? How are you lonely? Get the fuck out of the like hung up on him. Like what? The- yeah, man. <laughs> That's wow. And he used to pay his rent with change. <laughs> <laughs> Every month, just bring this bucket up. Here you go. And I used to let him live with, live with me because it was so funny. Yeah. Because the shit you wouldn't believe. He was, he would pace when he would talk on the phone. And chain smoke. And I wouldn't let him smoke in the house. He yeah. literally trenched the yard where he paced like a dog. <laughs> like, I'm not making this shit up. I used, I used to work with a guy that would talk to his lunch. <laughs> oh, what? my goodness. He would have, like, these, these long, like, very romantic <laughs> conversations with his lunch. Because his wife would pack his lunch. It'd always be a surprise. Yeah. And so he don't pack his lunch. He's like, oh, roast beef, roast beef. You don't even know. I love you so much. Roast beef. You're going to taste good when you get down to my tummy. And like in between every bite. In between every bite, he's like, oh, roast beef, roast beef, making sweet, sweet roast beef love to my tongue. That sauce. I do that shit. You do that. My wife's dying because she's like, that's you. I'm like, oh, you don't even know what you're about to get, you little nasty little sandwich. (laughs) She's like, why do you always talk to your food like you're going to fuck it? And then you eat it, and it sounds like you're having sex with it. (laughs) I have been told that it makes people want to vomit from time to time. I have kids like... Like, I have to eat separate from the rest of the family. <laughs> just I'm not mu- making that muffled, up. Muffled moans into a loaf of bread, just like. <laughs> my second oldest son was like, are they having sex? And then my seven-year-old goes, no, dad's just eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the McDonald's commercial comes on. It's like two off beef patties. Yeah. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. <laughs>
<laughs> Sesame seed pun. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like eating a cloud of happiness. Oh my goodness! Pickles on my nipples. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet, but I'm experimental. <laughs> I like how your face changed immediately. Like I'm intrigued. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I enjoy your ideas. Well, like to subscribe to your newsletter. Tell me more. <laughs> I always learn something new on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Never thought of putting gherkins above the waist, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Say, babe, I learned a neat new trick this weekend. Let's try it out. <laughs> you are... You are going to, you're making my life hell right now. <laughs> my wife is going to be laughing at my ass all night now. Thank you. Yeah. They got 50 shades of gray, but Walmart's got try like have it your way. dude. Is that just like a pan dressing you just held up? Like what the heck is that? This is a uh, banana nut, uh, weed bread. Okay. okay. So it's, it's like uh, just someone holds up a pan and dressing. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like it's a bunch of gravy in there. Like I just like, <laughs> it's like right? <laughs> like is that stovetop? I just got hard. <laughs> <laughs> so you know about me and the stovetop. <laughs> <laughs> Five Stovers, because nothing comes closer to home. <laughs> <laughs> I just made Stovers for dinner. <laughs> Vegetarian lasagna. This is a fun conversation, but like nothing. I don't think anything of substance we've talked about. All I know is I'm really hungry. The fuck? I know, right? The world's falling apart outside. Sports is canceled. Go see comedy. By the way, have you tried boning with food? It's the best of both worlds, man. <laughs> ladies, I like if you, it. Ladies, I like if it you, with a nice strawberry reduction, right? <laughs> wow, <laughs> way too creepily specific. <laughs> You're trying to take coaching from the bedroom, like Gordon Ramsay. You're like, it's raw dog, you idiot. <laughs> You know what? I had a stroke. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, I'm back. My left side went numb for a little bit, but I'm back. It's good. <laughs> see, people, this is why you need to go see comedy. Go yeah. see comedy. Exactly. This is not rehearsed. Yeah. This is not just doing oh, This is just three <laughs> dudes talking with whatever comes to mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Book me. Exactly. Book shit. Actually, do you want to give out uh, like any social media or anything? Uh, it's Third Coast Chad, uh, 3RDCOAST and Chad CHAD. Um, but I'm I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to actually put shit on there now, but Okay. I've been bad about social media, so we'll yeah. have to get on, the, on board with that. Book Chad, he's got great act. He's really funny. Great jokes. <laughs> And apparently a fetish for foods. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, make sure you have good craft services. <laughs> yeah, good good craft services. In my case, it's diapers. I like give it like three diapers. You know what I mean? Like, how many times you piss yourself? <laughs> God, man, jeez, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Mine does too, actually. I've laughed. I think I've said very little the last hour. <laughs> it's kind of like you watch an engine, right? You pull that string. Yeah. Let's let it go. <laughs> <laughs> And then Juan reveals it wasn't recording. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I felt so bad about that. <laughs> not oh. not even like just bad. I was pissed. Yeah. Like if being at if there was something I could have done to that, oh, it would have been despicable. Yeah. <laughs> and then me is like, I have to come back and be entertaining again. God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Time to pull out the second draft. <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you very much, Chad, for coming on here and nearly killing Juan and I. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was awesome. It was just as awesome as last time. Just Thanks this for time having we- me on again, man. Oh, of course. Dude, you're <laughs> look definitely out, look welcome out, to come Williams. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look oh, at comics in Houston. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Chad. It was literally a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're bringing plates of sex, food, and jokes. Let's go, man. <laughs> Ooh, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Juan comes down to meet you, he'll probably bring you just a bowl of gravy. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going to find out what his favorite cereal is. Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> You know the work I had to put in for this cereal? I'll be worth it. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll see you all next time. Adios. Hey, Maddie Cheeks. Oh, yeah. I uh, wanted to tell you thank you for all your support also. Mm -hmm. Uh, My uh, feeble ass thought I responded (laughs) to you, and I didn't. But uh, should we meet again, I'll buy us dinner. Heck, yeah. Uh, And then, uh, but he's going to have to laugh for me. Oh, wait, but you're driving, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening, though, Matt. Appreciate it. Because he's really into bodybuilding. He tried out a whole, like, bodybuilding. It was, like, BBF, like, Bodybuilding Federation, and it crashed and burned. Like, he's... Things that he's really into, he'll just throw gobs of money at. He doesn't care if he loses because he could just make so much money. You had you had like a small vocal tick when yeah. you said that, and then my mind went to like somewhere else. It just went to like Vincent Price. <laughs> and, and, and welcome to the Boggity Building League. <laughs> where we build various <laughs> monsters. It's the Boggity Building League. Uh, Buggity, buggity, buggity. <laughs> <laughs>